Welcome to the Who Move My Freedom podcast. Of course, I'm going to remind you guys to go to HankStrange.com, sign up for the email list over there, look around, all kinds of good links. We've got a link to U.S. Law Shield on there. You guys can get an annual membership, save some money, plus send a couple of shekels in our direction, which is uh, m always much appreciated. Lola's got Lola's deals on there, um, all, kinds of, all kinds of good stuff on there. You can find links to the different platforms we're on, etc., etc. Okay, as you know, we do this with, a, uh, I've been incorporating quotes a little bit lately. So this is from the late, great Sean Connery, James Bond, 007. In my opinion, the best one that ever did it. Uh, I think his character was Jim Malone on there, and this is from The Untouchables. He says, you want to get Capone? Here's how you get him. He pulls a knife, you pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. That's the Who Moved My Freedom podcast way. That's why we're the number one Second Amendment podcast with a host, with a mohawk. That's right. I had to, I had to amend that a little bit. I was going to say, I was going to say, I was going to say the number one Second Amendment, but you know, I got I, I got it in respect to Devin, Trenchwork Chronicles being on here, I gotta be a little bit humble and shy. <laughs> nah. Hey, I think I, I think we've discussed this before, but like when I came in the game, it was just you and Ken Blanchard, basically. Oh yeah, Ken. Yeah. Oh so Ken, that's Ken the is goat, you know what I'm saying? Ken is OG. Ken Ken yeah. is like so let me see. Hold on, let me see. He's Master Splinter. That's yeah. what I call him. Ken is like Sidney Poitier, you know, right, right. Um, let me see. And then I would probably be like, you know, Denzel Washington, right. And then you would be like, who's the who's the young hotness out there right Michael now? B. Jordan. Michael B. Okay, good choice, Michael good B. choice. Yeah. yeah, Michael Michael B. Jordan's. I think he's a really good actor, man. Did you guys? Oh, oh no, no, no. Michael B. Jordan would be my well. Now, nah, if we're talking podcasting, then yeah. If we're talking about Second Amendment, it's my boy Mike Waller. That boy is. Oh, I call okay. him the real killer, Mike. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, but Michael B. Jordan's a good actor. I I don't know where he's yeah. at with Second Amendment stuff or whatever, but I saw his movie. Oh, what's well, that movie that was he's on? He's real good friends with Buck Doyle. He called Buck like the big brother he never had. So, is that I would who? Say he's close to on our side. Is that who, what's the name of the movie that he just put out where he's like a SEAL team or something? Yes, like that? that's the one Buck worked on him with. Oh, they were okay. Together, like, All right, yeah. That was, yeah. that was pretty good. That was a pretty good movie. All right, so listen, uh, I know this is a little long opening here. Uh, welcome back to the show. Here's what I'm going to do. First of all, we got to do the open. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start right there. Everyone sit tight. Smash those thumbs ups. Ring the bell. Big shout out to Franklin Armory. We appreciate them sponsoring the podcast here. We've got some really cool guests on this Thursday. I'm not doing a show tomorrow, so it's getting jam-packed here. Hey, final show of the week. Yeah, exactly. That's why we're packing it in. You guys will see here in a minute. It's going to be fun. All right, here goes the open. Welcome back. To the Hank Strange situation. Sure, you smash Life those thumbs up. Uh, ring the bell so you can be notified when we go live. Make sure you subscribe. There's the bell. There's my bell right there. Ding a ling a ling. <laughs> the school bell's ringing. <laughs> okay, we are live. So listen, the boomstick babe, or boomstick babe, I should say. Is it the boomstick babe or boomstick babe? Yes. I'm the. You're the. Not okay. A. Okay. All right. <laughs> C. Wow, we're good. All right. Listen, 
Uh, this is the first time for Boomstick Babe here on the show, Alicia. So we do this thing hey, called hey. Jazz Hands. We do. I don't know how macho you are. Everyone has to do it, including Devin. Yeah, there he goes. Hold on. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. I'm going to go. You got to keep it up. There's Devin right there. I don't know. What he's doing. That's almost like, get, where's yours, Alicia? Come on. There you go. All right. There you go, Jazz Hands. I hope you guys have your big girl panties on for this Thursday. You know, you know. Some if of you, you wear them. Yeah, some of you might be going commando. I don't know. You, you know, it's, it's your preference. It is hot here. I'm not judging. I'm not judging anyone. Uh, this is episode 781 of the Who Moved My Freedom Watch. podcast. Um, and uh, the, our guests are Trenchwork Chronicles. There he goes, Devin. Trenchwork Chronicles. Michael wow. B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Okay. You know, um, th there is, you know, like Denzel Washington's son is also a pretty good actor. But, you know, I didn't want. What's that? What's his name? So is Ice Cube's son. I'll yeah. say Ice Cube's son, too. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't want. This is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. I didn't want to go with that and son you. You know what I mean? That's not that. That wouldn't be hey, cool. I, you know, I would have taken that one. You know, <laughs> the, but uh, Michael Den B. Thieves was good. Then he too. Den of Thieves. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You're talking about Ice Cube's son was in Den of Thieves. Right? Yeah. Yes. I don't I don't know his name, but. Yeah, what is Ice Cube? Cube Junior. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I forgot what my what uh, Ice Cube's real name is. Someone, someone who knows better than I do will tell me. I forgot what the hell is Ice Cube's real name. I I used to know that at one time. I guess if it matters. Um, so yeah, we got we've got Trenchwork Chronicles. As I said, Alicia Boomstick Babe, what's up? Hi guys. Welcome to the show. Hi. We're, so this is your. Uh, there's a there's a, a story out there. This is your first podcast that you've ever done. This is this is my first podcast. I've done oh, a local kind of podcast where I was just harassed for an hour by people for being a Second Amendment advocate. But this is like the first real podcast I've ever done. So I'm okay. pretty excited, which so, that's weird. I didn't know it was episode 781. That's my birthday. What? So that happy, works, bir yeah. happy birthday. I know. Happy I'll birthday. be 40 next month. Wow. Wow. I know. Congratulations. So, yeah. That sucks. Yeah, uh, listen, I'm 49. We won't ask Devin how old he is because, you know. My birthday's next weekend. How old, are you, how old are you going to be? 29. Tw look at that. <laughs> I got 20 years on you, man. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a good weekend, though. 29. Wow. <laughs> That's why I'm going to try to make it next weekend to Atlanta to see you guys. Oh, wait. With you guys. Wait, hold, hold on. You have a party or something going on in Atlanta? What's no, up? no, no, no. I'm uh, I'm going to Kevin Dixie's Evolve One Pistol class. And then I'm going to oh. go at the uh, fashion show. Oh. That's really it. Yeah. Okay. The fashion show. I think you were telling me about that. Um, yes. Let's, yes. Yes. Speaking of fashion show, Flying Rich wants to know. What is Flying Rich asking right here? He says, Trenchwork, is that a Black Swan tactical hat? No, it's a Black Swan media hat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Same company, different branch, you know. Yeah, see. Got a rep for the squad. Yeah, fine. Wait, what squad? <laughs> it's, okay, yeah, it's two of us. <laughs> it's literally right. two of us. No, 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 it's because... Okay, that's what I was going to say, because, you know, Flying Rich has, like, a squad, so I didn't know if you were down with that oh, squad. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking even about the Black Swan squad. The, okay, yeah. Myself see, and John Crump. Yeah, see, you're OG with, with John Crump. These other guys are all brand new. They don't, you know. Oh, yeah, nah, nah. Yeah. I, yeah. I was <laughs> I was with John when uh, Antifa put him on a hit list. <laughs> 
Yeah. O'Shea I'm Jackson. Yeah, that's his name. O'Shea yes. Jackson. Yeah, someone said, Brick okay. says that O'Shea Jackson, it, that's Ice Cube's son's name. And then that's also Ice Cube's name, right? Is it? Some is close. Yeah, it's got to be that. And then someone put it, I think, uh, and then he also, Bricks also said, David Washington is the name of Denzel Washington's son. And he, you know what? I didn't know. The first place I saw David Washington is on Ballers, the thing with um, The Rock. You know that? Oh, yeah, the show. That was yeah. Like HBO. Yes, on HBO. Yeah. And I, I don't even like sports. But I was like, oh, let me check. I think I saw some kind of preview. I was like, oh, there's a lot of hot chicks in this. I think I might watch it. And I didn't yeah, realize. Yeah. I didn't that realize. <laughs> yeah, that show's crazy. And That's I why didn't... I don't watch it because I don't like sports. So I was like, I don't know yeah. anything oh. about sports. <laughs> me I know either. zero about sports. Even the the Caribbean ones, I don't know anything about. Um, like cricket, I don't know anything. Soccer, I know. I I could. I could play soccer to some extent, but uh, anyway, so the the so David Washington played a part in there of a football player, and I was like, man, this 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 actor is pretty good. You know, I'm into movies and stuff like that. My my real uh, dream and goal is to be uh, a filmmaker and make movies. So I'm, I I think I have a good eye for talent, and I was like, this guy has like swagger and talent and all that kind of stuff. And it was later I, I realized that that was Denzel Washington's son. So, you know, wow. good on him. And I think he actually played football somewhere in some college or professionally or something like that. So, yeah, man, I think uh, he's a good actor. Um, and what was the there was a movie that he was in, Tenet. Did anyone see Tenet? I seen that one. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys have seen Tenet, I saw it. It's it's kind of crazy. You have to make sure you're well rested or very high when you watch that movie. Um, What's it about? Neither one of those are issues. Yeah, it's uh, okay. Tenet. Oh man, how the hell do I explain Tenet? So it's from the guy who did the recent Batman movies. Um, you know, you guys have you seen the Batman movies from recently, yeah. like Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, or whatever. Uh, that guy, and it's and, and that guy also did Inception, and I don't know if it's Inception Part Two, but there's this weird time travel thing going on in Tenet. Okay. So it's kind of like the Matrix, but going backwards in time. Cross it all. Uh, you know, I'm I don't writing know. it down. I it's weird, man. Wow. I have to see. I've only seen that movie one time, and I understood it and everything, but I I feel like I need to look at some of those. Um, you know those YouTube channels that explain stuff to you? Yeah, uh, okay. Since we're on this, I, Hank, since you're a movie buff, I have to ask you about this. Okay. Have you heard the conspiracy about, like, the Great Gatsby being the second part of the Titanic? What? No. No, Look I'd up. like to hear that, too. Hmm. Supposedly, the, uh, like, yeah, it's wild. It's like the, um, the guy who's, it's like the guy lives in the Titanic and then ends up at wherever the great Gatsby is. And like, that's why the dude in the great Gatsby is like afraid of water. It's a whole bunch of like wild. Connections really? Okay. I'm going to yeah, have yeah. to, I'm going to ask, did you see that on YouTube? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. I'm going to have to explore that. Um, I always tell people, do you know this one? Do you know that the matrix movies and uh, the Terminator movies are the same universe? No. no. Yeah. What? They're the same universe, and they were. Act it's actually based on a story 
um, created by a black woman that was stolen and used for the for the Terminator movies that came first, and then the, then also for the Matrix movies. Yeah, um, and they, she never. I, I don't know if she ever got wound up getting paid anything, but she didn't have like lawyer money to really fight all those people. But the Wachowskis definitely ripped her off, and so did the guy from the from that did. Um, terminator uh was james cameron but if you think about this so in the terminator movies the robots take over and go and go to war with the humans and black out the sky in the matrix the first thing they tell you is that the humans and robots went to war and the sky got blacked out and human beings had to go live on the ground so the matrix is part two to the terminator stuff Think about that. See, Think about that for a minute. Take a weekend. Now I have to go back and watch that. <laughs> you could just get lost. You could get lost in these. Um, yeah, Special K said Tenet was a great movie. Um, and what is what is this? LV Louis Cipher says the Joyride franchise is good. It's about a trucker who's a serial killer. I don't. Okay, I, I love serial killer. Uh, Psycho people no. stuff. No, I don't like psych. I don't like uh, slasher killer type movies. No, I don't like slasher like killer type movies. I like things that are based on like psychosis and people being psychologically malfunctioning. Oh. <laughs> kind of so, things. Yeah. I, uh, when I went to college, that's what I went to college for. Is I wanted mm -hmm. to be a forensic pathologist. I grew up watching Dr. Michael Bodden on HBO, and I thought he was like the man to be. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yes, I want to operate on dead people and see okay. what the heck is the cause yeah. of their death. But yeah. I just couldn't uh, I couldn't agree with the Hippocratic Oath. Oh. It wasn't for me. OK, so I was going to say, and this may be very rude of me before we even like give you a chance <laughs> to introduce yourself. But they, are there ulterior motives to why you like these crazy psycho killer? <laughs> you know, I find them fascinating. <laughs> I do. Because I, to me, you know, there's always that that question of nature versus nurture is mm -hmm. are people created born evil? Mm -hmm. Is that possible? Or mm -hmm. is, are these things taught and created mm -hmm. through the environment? Right. Mm -hmm. And I've always been one of those people that says yes. And yes, I think that there are people that can be born completely wrong. And I also mm -hmm. think that there can be people that are cultivated through society to be, you know, a little bit off. But mm -hmm. if you look at things neurologically and psychologically and the bodies that tell tale of that, you operate on their brain and you see, you know, the pathways of their brain or, you know, the sizes of their brain, you know, mm -hmm. depending on sexual orientation, all these things, it's a dead giveaway because, you know, to me, science is God's way of creating language and his magic in the world. Mm -hmm. So that's just always been very intriguing to me to just, yeah. just to study human behavior. Yeah. And everything, you know, everything exists in the universe, I think. Oh, so yeah. You might not Absolutely. have seen it yet, but every single thing exists. The universe is infinite. And so Absolutely. as crazy as this sounds, nothing's a lie and everything is a lie. <laughs> I completely agree. I'm a I'm a very spiritual person. I was mm -hmm. raised Catholic, but I consider myself extremely spiritual mm -hmm. and I'm very in tune with energy and things around me. I mean, I'm from Colorado. I, I'm a super duper hippie. I'm a mm -hmm. gun toting hippie, babe. Mm -hmm. So I don't really fall into a political category but when it comes to spirituality i think that's what i use internally to guide me through everything that i do mm -hmm. in life 
Okay. Okay. So let listen. Let's use that as a reason here to switch over, Devin. I don't know. I, you've been on here before, right? I've had you on the show before. So, um, but I don't know if the folks out there are familiar with you. So I'm going to start with you, and then I'm going to go to Alicia. Just let the folks know out there real quick, like who you are, what you do. You know, so they can, if if they haven't seen you on here before, they can look you up. But for the people, you know, who haven't, fill them in real quick. Uh, my name is Devin Perkins. I host a podcast called Trenchwork Chronicles on Blog Talk Radio. Mm-hmm. Um, follow me on Instagram. Uh, the link's in that bio. Um, I'm also in the embryonic stages of starting my outreach program with um, Walk the Talk America, the mental health organization birthed out of the Second Amendment uh, community or industry, whichever one you want to call it. Um, but my organization with them is going to be called Kids to Kings, and it is a urban outreach program that is focused on the study of epigenetics and CPTSD, um, basically just breaking down the psychological effects of generational curses for anybody in urban settings. So that's really what my focus is on. Um, got a couple other projects coming up. I'm going to be working on a Second Amendment series with um, one of my boys. And other than that, um, I do everything I can to be an asset to Black Guns Matter, Mars Toure, and yeah. on the phone with Kevin Dixie every day, see whatever I can do for him too. So Yeah, yeah. Those are really it. Oh, and John Crump. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, you cannot forget, Crump says that you're his protege, quote unquote. I don't see him in the chat. He might be sleeping right now for the first time. He in just got weeks. off of his show, too, so he probably oh, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. He says, you, he's, have you graduated from protege status with John Crump yet? Based off of what I've seen in his basement, no. <laughs> no. I won't even take oh, that, boy. Are you even? I don't know if you're allowed to talk about the basement. <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> I, I haven't seen it, yeah. So, I mean, I haven't been privileged enough to be Man. over there in that basement. John's yet, so. basement is... Ask, ask Katie and Maj. They've both been in John's See, basement. all of you guys have been over there, so... I guess I'm like the you, you know I'm I'm the one Whatever flavor I'm I'm the one flavor of chocolate not allowed in the bla- in the basement apparently. So yeah. what 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 so else? Virginia, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so so he yeah, he rolls he rolls in the VA. That's your 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 Virginia dude, right? Yeah. Yeah, for now, for now. For now. I might be relocating soon, but we'll see. Okay. All right, we'll see. Okay, so let's go to Alicia. Alicia, uh, tell the folks who you are, you know, whatever you want the people. What should the folks out there know about you and where can they look you up and okay. see the things that you're doing? Um, I, I think the links in the bio, in the whatever you post, mm-hmm. but it's uh, at the Boomstick Babe on IG. I have a website, mm-hmm. boomstickbabe.com. It's very, very minimal as of right now mm-hmm. because I'm horrible with technology um Mm -hmm. my name is alicia garcia i'm a colorado native i live here currently i got into the second amendment advocacy maybe in the past year or two just based on seeing things here in my square state that i don't agree with and i'm just kind of tired of seeing how laws are changing and the damnation of gun owners in my state as well as across the United States. Um, I've always been a fan of gun owners. I've always, um, you know, trained with guns, hung out with guns as time, you know, past time with my dad, my uncles, my family. It was always kind of a, a way of life, just something that we always did. And when my father passed away about six years ago, 
Mm-hmm. I had an issue where um, my uncle actually stole all of our family's guns from my dad's house when my dad passed away. And it caused a huge issue for me. And I'm still I'm still dealing with that. But it made me realize that gun laws are not designed to protect gun owners here in the state of Colorado. And it kind of put a fire under my ass that I need to start doing something. And I wasn't seeing many things being done. I wasn't seeing very many people that are advocating for gun owners rights. And I wasn't seeing people like myself that were pretty much in this industry. So I figured, um, there's nobody like me going to do it. I guess Mm -hmm. the weight falls on my shoulders to do it. If I don't do something, I become part of the problem. So here I am right now talking with you guys and working with people like Devin and, Mm -hmm. uh, Katie, Ken Scott of the Prevectus group to kind of figure out what I can do, what my strengths are, and how to take this to a higher level and you know, make Colorado a better sanctuary for the Second Amendment like it used to be that is no longer. Yeah. So we had KD on, Kevin Dixie was on last night. Uh, both of you guys were up there uh, you know, at the uh, NOC event just outside of Missouri, and I saw you guys up there, which was cool. Um, you know, So I don't know, Devin, have you had Alicia on your podcast yet? Nope. Oh, I remember this is my know. first podcast. Yeah, right. Of course, right. That's right. We're uh, we're popping. Yeah, we're popping the. Oh, well, I'm camera shy. Yeah. So I'm if you so have camera shy, if you have if you uh, Devin, if you have questions, feel free to jump in here and ask Alicia. Uh, here's mine. Here's mine. The first one I would say. So you said people like me. What uh, you know? Paint a picture for me of for the people like you. I. I hear all the time from people like, wow, when I I make conversation or, Mm -hmm. you know, just socializing when people find out that I'm pro 2A, you know, I'm a gun toting chick that they're like, oh, I I would have never pictured you as a gun owner. And so that started me asking like, well, what does what does the Second Amendment look like? What is a gun owner to you? And from Mm -hmm. what feedback I get, it means, you know, old Republican white person that is, you know, either you know, very, very conservative or kind of racist or stuck in their ways of some sort. And it's like, no, I'm, you know, I'm a hippie chick. I'm spiritual. I have crystals all over my house. I, you know, eat grass fed everything and farm to table stuff. I love gay people. I love people who smoke weed. I, I support all of those things. And yet I still think that the second amendment is for me. And I, you know, I'm a female, I'm very femininely feminine outwardly. I'm huge tomboy inwardly. And, you know, I just don't fit in any categories. And Mm -hmm. when I was looking to see if I could find, you know, someone to mentor me, kind of to guide me and to bring me into this industry, I wasn't finding very many people like me. You know, my name's Alicia Garcia. It's like saying Jane Smith of the Spanish speaking community. Mm -hmm. So there's not very much a, there's not a voice of, you know, Chicanos, Chicano, Chicanos, um, Latinos, Latinas, you know, People like me in this industry that are just regular Joes that care about protecting their rights that aren't really vocally politically. But what I'm starting to find out is I I'm going to have to start getting more vocal politically because as much as I hate politics, it's the only way that I'm going to be able to protect the rights that I'm standing for. So, yeah, I kind of really don't fit into a category. I'm just kind of a a wide range warrior, hippie chick, babe who loves gay people that smoke weed and want them to protect their guns with or their weed with guns. Yeah. The, the, the <laughs> funny me. the funny thing, Devin, this is America. It doesn't surprise me, but there are people out there who are surprised. 
Uh, what, what, do, what do you think about that? What do you think about it, David? What's good? And by the way, sh- by the way, shout out to locked and loaded Latinos out there. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love you guys. Those yeah. Are my, yeah. Two of my other favorites now. Yeah. Joe and Rose. Yeah, they're like the uh, they're like what I am to jump to John. But yeah, that's y'all to y'all, right? My bad, I fucked that all up. <laughs> <laughs> what are you up to? I, they are to you what I am to John. There you go. Oh, uh, okay. Now we now this is like feels like it's uh, some kind of composition <laughs> test in English. I had to figure out, you know, comprehension <laughs> of uh, well, yeah. Um, yeah. Nah, what you said was mm-hmm. freedom. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. regardless yeah. of what you believe in, mm-hmm. as long as you're not imposing your beliefs on somebody else unwillingly, mm-hmm. then yeah, do whatever yeah. you want to do. Yeah, like that, that's one thing that I really don't like about America is that we're really okay with manufacturing crime. Like, why am I getting a speeding ticket if nothing has been done while I'm speeding? Like, mm-hmm. all I'm doing is going fast. If mm-hmm. I hit somebody else, I'm imposing my speeding on somebody else. Yes, I agree. I should have a penalty for that. Mm-hmm. But if nothing's happening, leave people alone. That's how I feel. Like, yeah, yeah, um, you know, I'm you're, very you're anarchistic right. about a lot of things, and mm-hmm. I completely agree. Yeah. Uh, so one quick thing here. Let me do this. Uh, we got to do this. Money, 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 money. <laughs> yeah, that's a super chat, and the uh, beautiful singing voice there was Gorillas and Guns, also from Virginia. <laughs> Where can I get their cool hat? Yeah. Uh, so John Crump Live says. Uh, where could I get that? Uh, get the hat the young kid is wearing. So you ain't a course, kid anymore, bro. You're a full grown man. Is, this is John Crump. You don't understand <laughs> the, I do. the level of batshit craziness that uh, swirls around in his. The funny mind. part is he created the hat in like five minutes because he only had blue options. I was like, John, you know, I need a black version of the hat. And he was like, Yeah. So yeah, right. He made it yeah. like five. <laughs> Yeah. He knows where to get it. Yeah. Um, Black Sword Shinobi says two A rights, uh two A right for all don't matter about skin color. Um listen, so the here, here's a couple of things I want to link to what like Devin said and what Alicia said. You know, I think Alicia that this like what you described is really America, right? But there's people out yes. there always writing narratives for us. Yes. You know, and then there's a lot of people out there who believe those narratives. Uh, everyone falls into that category. We sometimes ourselves believe those stupid narratives and we have to figure out how to climb out from that. You know, and, and lots of other people out there believe it for, for different reasons, you know. Um, and so that's why I say, like, your story is not a unique one in America. You know, um, I remember one time I was at, uh, this was years ago, I was in Atlanta at YouTube headquarters in Atlanta doing a YouTube thing, lots of different YouTubers there, and there were two black gay YouTubers that were there. That's what their channel was and all that kind of stuff. My understanding, one of those dudes, well, I don't want to like mess anyone up, but one of them transitioned even after that, you know, um, into becoming a woman. And the thing is, so they asked me what I what I do, and I was like, I, I do gun stuff, you know. I, I'm a Second Amendment advocate, and they were like, Yeah, w- we want guns too. <laughs> we would like guns too. Yeah. We need we need to protect ourselves, right? And so, everyone 
falls into that thing that you were talking about. A long time ago, I met, I, I always tell people this story. When I lived in New York City, I met a black executive who, um, I worked at a hospital, he was injured. I asked him how he got injured. He said he fell out of a tree. I was like, how the hell did a black guy fell out of, fall out of a tree? He told me he was hunting. And I was like, man, I didn't realize that black people hunted. I was I was young. I was like 19. And he said, don't ever let people tell you what black people do and what they don't do. Yeah. Right. You know, yes, so this I, this, um, this is the thing. This is an old story, but people don't realize it. Black people in America have been into guns for a long time. Latinos in America have been into guns for a long time. Uh, whatever kinds of people you find in America, Asian people of different Asian persuasions, um, you know, they've been into guns. They've served their country. They've done all of that kind of stuff. Um, you know, and then at the same time, as Devin was saying, the flip side of, of all of this is that, yes, America is this kind of place where there's all these things that you do that are wrong. And there are laws that you break that can get you in trouble, you know, and there's just all these different traps set up and it, it gets complicated and we all fall into those traps, I think, if if any of that makes sense. Absolutely. I think yeah. that's the I whole think, point of creating all these is, laws that are happening now. Mm-hmm. In America, creating talents to other freedom fighters, you know, especially mm-hmm. in, with politics, right? Mm-hmm. The common factor on both sides is nobody trusts the government. So mm-hmm. why can't we do a much better job at focusing focusing on why both sides don't trust the government and fix it so we can at least trust mm-hmm. who we're putting in office to you know make these rules? Yeah, I just I, I, it's I we just should we should never the trust the government. Office. We should I don't never trust, trust the government for anything. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I've had so much backlash from a lot of people in my life, like because of this path that I'm choosing to take with me being so vocal about my Second Amendment advocacy, because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, well, my God, my you know, I believe in what you want to do. But, mm-hmm. you know, I work for this part of the government. I work for this mm-hmm. place and they don't want to be seen. They don't want their voices heard because they, they secretly agree with what I'm doing, but they can't support me because they're afraid of the trouble that they're going to get into. For example, you know, I, I know a lot of people in the cannabis industry here in Colorado that are, you know, gun toting people. They, they, they're either retired military, maybe they're not, maybe they're regular mm-hmm. average everyday citizens, but you know, they don't want to come out as gun owners because they don't want they fear the ATF. They fear, you know, all these repercussions of saying, yes, I'm a proud American and I also own guns. And yes, I, you know, am in the cannabis industry or I support cannabis or things of that nature. And they refuse to, you know, put themselves out there. And I think that's one of the issues that we're having, too, is people that are afraid to use their voice anymore and people are afraid to to speak out and to show their true colors and, and unite in their uniqueness because once people start stepping out and realizing they're not that unique just like you said that there's a ton of us out there but they're so afraid of the repercussions that of these invisible boundaries that the government has imposed on us i mean right now colorado's under a lot of attack when it comes to all these house and these house and senate bills that are being propositioned right now they're passing with flying colors and they're disguising these bills on you know with semantics saying you know common sense gun laws you know Mm -hmm. we're doing this to protect these people blah 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 it's like all gun laws do is take away the ability for 
you know, law-abiding citizens to protect themselves. It doesn't stop criminals from doing anything. I, I, I can't remember the last time a criminal followed laws anyway. So it's creating this division amongst the people. Either they're in support of, in support of it, but they don't do anything because they're afraid to speak out or they're the people that are doing something are the people that are anti-gun. So it's like we're, we're losing at a very, very fast pace. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Devin. <clears throat> Did you want to? Uh, did you want to jump in there or respond to something? I mean, I think everything Alicia is saying is right yeah, on. Yeah, I'm in agreement yeah. with everything she was talking about. Yeah, I didn't have anything to add. You know what? I think we should we should we should never trust government, right? But we should figure out a way to trust each other. Now, <laughs> that's what a caveat. <laughs> I can't trust every individual person either, right? But um, I need to be able to trust like my family, my friends, my neighbors. To some extent, I need to be able to trust the people around me. That's really what America should be, right? Like that's the 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 promise of America. You know, to me as someone that was born outside of America and 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 came here, that's the promise of America, right? That yeah, we I think, go ahead. I think there's um, I mean, there's a lot of <laughs> psychological problems that go into why people are so. I guess helping or staying on their sides. One, mm-hmm. nobody likes to be wrong anymore. And yeah, like I personally, I always say like, if I'm the dumbest person on my team, we have a good team. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I mean, correction, I, I tell people I love being wrong because that's a chance to be right. The other mm-hmm. part is people are afraid to actually stand on what they've actually said. If mm-hmm. it's not on a, um, you know, not behind a keyboard or anything. Mm-hmm. Like you, there, I, you might have seen the study where like people are way more bold with what they say than how they are in person, mm-hmm. and um, I think that's it. Like the internet and social media has just embodied bitches, yes, <laughs> and, and empowered them to just mm-hmm. talk instead of actually doing work. And well, because there's no repercussions for what you say behind that keyboard. Yeah, man, you you're allowed okay. to curse. Just, yeah, you're good. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It's just, if I'm on here and we can't curse, yeah. we're screwed. Don't go crazy because Lola will start texting you. But you know, let that be. Maj, let that Maj be Maj your guy. Maj just dropped a shirt that says "Being a bitch is un-American," and I think that might be my that's, new that's, favorite shirt because, like, <laughs> that's what it is. Like, it's similar to this one that I have on now. Truth is a new hate speech. Like, anytime mm-hmm. you challenge somebody. Or even just ask somebody to go into depth of their thought or mm-hmm. what stance they're taking. They somehow think that that's an attack. And if we can't even have a conversation about an issue and you can't be honest and genuine about it, then, like, what it, what the point is there to mm-hmm. talk about it? Like, it's going to be a war of words. And but that's one of the – that's – that's something that's changed. What you're saying right there, it's true. I agree with I agree with uh, the shirt from Maj. <laughs> you know, but and and it's true, man. And and I think how we got there is that from what you said, people can feel like they can say anything behind a keyboard, you know. But right. if you grew up old school, you you said things. You're gonna see that. You're gonna see that person you're talking about. Thank you. You have to deal like, with it. Even, but we don't we don't have that world. anymore. Even in the rap world, like. Things used to pop off at award shows because mm-hmm. of stuff that was said on the air on a radio show or something like mm-hmm. words have repercussions. And I think a lot of people, especially in this industry, too, have mm-hmm. really, really forgotten that words have repercussions. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, people need to start getting punched need, in the mouth. Devin <laughs> and I agree with a lot of stuff. I think mm-hmm. 
him and I are kind of kindred souls in a lot of things. Um, I met Devin the same time I met you, Hank, mm-hmm. um, last you year. You did? Okay. And, yeah, at the Libertarian um, 2020 conference when we were Oh, there. right, yeah. Was yeah. that Tampa, Orlando, someplace? Orlando, that was in the yeah. armpit of Florida. What was it? Or, yeah, it was Orlando. <laughs> Orlando. Um, uh, but uh-huh. uh, ever since then, I will say this about the Second Amendment community is mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that talk a lot of game, but when it comes to action and how they are in person, it's a completely different story. Mm-hmm. And I've been blessed to work with a lot of really awesome people since I've kind of come out the closet as um, a gun owner. Mm-hmm. You know, like, for example, you, I, I support everything you do. I love everything you do, Hank. Dev, you know Thank I you. love you. You're my boy. Um, Joe and Roe. Locked and loaded Latinos. Those are the homies. You know, I think everything they're doing is great. You know, Ken Scott of the Provectus group, amazing Katie, amazing people. And it's nice to know that there's people out there that are like minded. We may not agree on everything. Katie's all right. He's, brings... a, he's OK. Everyone else was pretty good on that. Katie. I don't know. He's just, <laughs> but uh, he's, he's just you know, right I have there at that level of being OK. Some really crappy people also that it's like, mm-hmm. especially here in the state of Colorado, it's like if you don't believe you know, this paradigm of the way things are supposed to be, mm-hmm. we're going to ostracize you. We're going to not work with you. And it's be, it's not it's, I've, one of the things I've noticed also is it's about business. It's not about mm-hmm. activism. It's about putting money in your pocket. You know, the, let's be in the shining lights, take photos. Let me take posts, you know, pictures of me with a gun looking cool mm-hmm. buy my stuff, you know, believe my believe my religion of what I'm promoting. And, you know, being in this industry, when we're talking about learning who to trust, what I'm coming to realize is it's just the same as any other industry. You have to trust people to be themselves. You have to trust people to behave the way you know they're going to behave based on their previous actions. And it's like, you know, when you meet people in person, thankfully, I mean, we've all met in person. I know who you guys are on a personal mm-hmm. level. Everybody has this narcissistic persona. This goes for men and women in this industry right now that, you know, it's like either buy into my way of doing things or stay in your lane or I'm going to ostracize you and not work with you. And one of the things is like, well, how do we expect the world to get on board with us when we can't even get on board with each other? Because you know, we're, well, we're human beings and everything else. We're human beings, like you're saying. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, um, I think that, <laughs> look, I think I said that I say this to people every single day. We are not equal. We are not all yeah. the same. What we should be, uh, the, the, the promise of America <laughs> is that we should all be treated the same under the law. And like we're saying here, there shouldn't be a whole bunch of laws anyway. But we're not the same. Yeah. So human, you, you have to take each human being for who they are. Because no matter what you do, if you're doing the gun thing or you're doing some other thing, you know, you're going you're gonna to encounter this, uh, this type of creature called human beings. You know, mm-hmm. and um, I always think you can equate different human beings to supernatural creatures you see out there. You know, you got some vampires, you got some Frankenstein's, you know, you have all these you got some werewolves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have all these different uh, creatures that are out there. And ultimately, you can't do anything about people who are like overly dramatic, people who uh, their their true intentions are very hard to figure out. All that like it exists. There's no just no way around it. The only thing you can do is when you find when you identify someone as being like, hey, this is a good person. I like how they roll. 
then you have to figure out like how can you you know how can you um find out a way to 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 help that person and have them also help you where you guys can work together you could do your things you don't always agree i'll give you a perfect example is right here on this panel with us devin you know this as a as a young man devin like has a specific way that he believes that he sees the world and he believes things and expresses himself and i don't think i don't think our things always match or whatever right i don't think our things always mash or we always agree with each other but this dude always treats me respectfully when i see him you know and always yeah, show, and always shows me huh full transparency the first time i ever met you 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 approached me and and Long story short, at the end of the conversation, you said, if there's anything that I can do for you, mm -hmm. let me know. And you gave mm -hmm. me your personal number. Mm -hmm. So it was like, what else am I supposed to do other than give you the utmost respect for that? It's yeah. the same thing that's happened with KD, with Maj, any of the people that I consider my OGs. Yeah, yeah. And those are real. Those are real people. You're you're a real person. That's how that's how we, the you know. The thing that's is, how... like, people see me with Maj a lot. People mm -hmm. don't understand, like. Me and Maj argue on the phone probably more than we <laughs> talk about anything that we agree about on the phone. You know but I, I mean? believe that. You know why I believe that? Because the culture that I come from, and probably a lot of people out there, maybe Alicia, maybe even you, arguing is love, but it's how do you argue? Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? If you have a conversation with different yeah. opposing positions, can you, can you still you be able to come to a, a, a yeah. common ground of understanding exactly can you argue with someone can you like i'm i'm telling you guys i'm from the caribbean a lot of people understand caribbean people and i'm from guyana guyana has christians um muslims uh sikhs hindus people who are atheists all of those people are related to me pretty much everyone in guyana is related to me right and i've right. and i've grown up in that environment and i'll see when my mom passed i saw a bunch of people who are related to me like here's a preacher here's a guy who's an atheist they're there arguing with each other at a uh you know at a um a wake or something like that they're arguing but they're not fighting right yeah right you know so we learned that a long time ago and i think america america was like that too but somehow somehow like we lost that art of being able to talk to each other and not agree and exactly i think what devin is saying you know like we're not me and devin aren't supposed to agree all the time i'm an older dude he's a younger dude sometimes he needs to like go hey hank you really really need to stop and take a look at this and you know you're you're, you're maybe not seeing this wrong for something just listen to me out. And sometimes I need to be able to do that to him. We need to be able to do yeah. these things in order to get better and to move forward. Sometimes yes. you're seeing yes. six and I'm seeing nine. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we're mm -hmm. both seeing something that is what it is. It's just from a different perspective. And we have to be able to share that different perspective. And yeah, mm -hmm. that's how you grow. And that's how specifically with what you're talking about, that's how we ensure that that generational gap isn't there anymore. Because there is a giant generational gap between the original 2A, like, the, I mean, the, the patriarchs of it, like uh, Robert F. Williams and, like, Stokely Carmichael, like, those type. And then there's that gap to where there's Ken Blanchard. And then mm. there's the gap to where there's you, Maj, Noir, and then there's the gap to where there's me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm all about closing that gap and the only way we can do that is for people like you to bring people like me up and people like me to be open to the criticism and constructive uh, advice that 
the older people are giving. So yeah, I, I 100%. We, we all make each other better, man. We all make each other yes. better. That's what we're supposed to do. We're not necessarily supposed to agree and I'm fine with disagreeing with people and all that kind of stuff. Um, f- and for sure, I'm also fine with just not dealing with some people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Same know? here. That's Same like, here. That has yeah. to happen. That has to happen. But it has to happen. One of the I'm points of doing too. this is That's that is to for us to be able to have these conversations and to open up, yeah. you know, the, the barriers that we're having. Because technology has allowed a lot of our youth to stop connecting with their elders. And when you're not connecting with your elders, you're doing this all the time, you're in your phone, you're disconnected from your environment, you're disconnecting from your elders, you're disconnecting from your community. And when I grew up, I mean, I knew all my neighbors. I still know all my neighbors. I, you know, spent time with my grandparents all the time. I spent time with my aunts and my uncles. And that's how I learned a lot of the things that make me the strong woman that I am is because I spent that time to be nurtured and to be taught and to be open because, you know, when you're growing up, you think, you know, everything, but now kids are being raised by technology and the kids that we're raising with this technology, they have, depression now they have high anxiety they have all these you know mental issues that other generations don't have because they weren't being constantly you know bullied online or force-fed information or creating this narrative that they're being force-fed of what to look like how to be what's cool what's not who to look up to etc and they're not getting that that love and that nurturing and, you know, that tough love sometimes from their elders in their community. Mm -hmm. So hence, that's one of the things that I'm seeing is going on to lead into us raising a society of bitches, basically. I mean, everybody's these weak minded, weak moral, you know, oh, that hurts my feelings. So you have to stop because I don't like it. Yeah. 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 It's like and, you know, there are different forms of stress in our environment. There's positive stress and there's negative stress. We have you stress. We have all these different types of stressors. And you can either take that stress and be a diamond or you can take that stress and crumble. And we're not doing these things in our schools and our communities to nurture our kids to withstand these types of stressors. And so when I hear something like Kevin doing the, you know, kids to kings thing, I'm like, hell yes, this is something that we need. This is something that is that Kevin or or Devin? Is that Kevin or or Devin? Devin. Devin. Did I say Kevin? Yes. (laughs) Did I say Kevin? Sorry. Um, Sorry, D. Sorry, D. I love you, man. Um, I actually have been working on something here in Colorado. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm starting a nonprofit called The Highest Caliber. And Mm -hmm. if anybody listening is nationwide, anybody in Colorado who wants to help, please Mm -hmm. reach out to me. It's tough doing everything alone. I'm starting an outreach community program. I want to start it to be like an eight-week program that involves, you know, financial education, you know, gun education, de-escalation education, situational awareness education, um, where these kids are taught life-sustaining skills, things that are Mm -hmm. going to help perpetuate positive growth and teach them how to stand on their own, how to encounter conflict, how to deal with conflict. And I would really love to do something that's like kind of a Pan Am with shooting of some sort where, you know, we have veterans and youth work together Mm -hmm. on these things. So there's a way to bring them into their community, get them connected with older people in their community. So they're having life experiences away from 
these things, you mm-hmm. know, away from cell phones, away from technology, that they're getting real experiences with real emotions, with hands on felt by their mind, their heart and their souls that are going to create them to be stronger individuals because we're not we're not creating leaders right now in society. We're creating pacifists. Yeah. And it's terrifying because that's what's these are the people that are going to be leading our country in the next 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. And there's an old proverb that it's written on Auraria campus on um, Colfax here in Colorado that says, you know, we are not, you know, we're not inheriting this land from our asset and from our ancestors. We're borrowing it from our children. Mm-hmm. And if we're not doing anything to nurture our children and nurture our communities, starting from the ground up, we're part of that problem. So it's like, what are we going to do? How do we, you know, how do we become solution oriented in making these changes? And that's the only way that I could figure out how to make that happen. So if anybody out there is listening to this can, you know, reach out to me that wants to help me. If you're good at IT, if you're good at marketing, if you're good at, you know, anything that you want to be involved in that, hit me up, reach out. I, I would love to, you know, have people involved in that. Yeah. So, uh, and both of you guys are going to have to forgive me for this. Everyone's going to have to forgive me. Um, and I hope that people do reach out. Just just bear, bear with me for a second here because this, like this is like a train of thought that I want us to go on here, right? I hope people help you out, right? And I understand why you're doing what you're doing and why Devin's doing what he's doing. And, and I know why, me, I'm doing the things that I'm doing. You know what I think the big problem is, though? There's too many of us like starting our own things and leading our own things so there's too many leaders and not enough followers okay not enough people like being the base of everything i'm not i'm really definitely not saying that about you i'm not saying that about devin i think you need to do what you need to do and he needs to do it and i need to do it everyone out there needs to do their thing but this is the problem that we're running into why we're you know we're we're really not getting things done because you know I'm not, I I really, really think that we need people to get involved in things just like you do, right? You need people to come in there and help you do your thing. But you know what, this is the reason why I'm having this conversation with you. You know what's going to happen? There's going to be people who want to come along and start their own thing (laughs) before they help you do your thing. And in order to become a leader, you need to be a good follower. Do you see what I'm saying? So people, Mm -hmm. so people do need to come in and they do need to follow Devin. And, and and help him build something really important and then go, okay, I helped accomplish this and I made sacrifices. Now I'm going to go do my own thing. And I think it's the same thing with you and it's the same thing with me. But we're stuck in this vicious cycle. It's one of the things that's equal to the problem of technology and the phones and what we're all doing, that we're all stuck in this cycle where now everybody has to be the leader. Everybody has to be the front man of everything and no one is helping anyone else. I think this is what, um, you know, I'm, I'm speaking for Maj here. I don't know. You talk to Maj more than I do. I guarantee you he's going through that problem. I guarantee you Kevin Dixie's going through that problem. Lots of other oh, yeah. people out there going sure. through that problem. Like, when are we going to get like the folks out there to actually help us? When we need the help, instead of looking at it and going, you know, I think I'm going to start my, <laughs> I'm going to start my own thing. Why doesn't that person say, you know what? I like what this woman has to say. I'm in Colorado. I could help her out. I'm going to go do that for a couple of years. That'd be awesome. I, you know, I've tried. I don't usually say the try word. I think try is a failure word, but I'm saying mm-hmm. it here because I have really tried and failed to, you know, 
find people in this industry or work with people in this industry that want to do those types of things. And it's, it's more of the, I want the glory. I just need Mm -hmm. you to be my peon kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And to be quite honest, I really don't give a shit about the glory. And Mm -hmm. there really isn't much glory in this industry. There's, there's no money to be made in doing an outreach program. I'm not getting paid. I'm Mm -hmm. taking time out of, you know, Everything that I've ever done, I'm using my own money, my own time, my own resources, putting my ass on the line to, you know, make change. And I'm okay with, I I don't need to be famous for it. If I can save one life, if I can make a difference in one person's life, that's enough for me. It doesn't have to be this huge movement. I think everything that's going to start, starts with an idea. It starts with one person and making a difference to somebody. And like I said, I mean, I've seen Devin's presentation at, you know, a couple different events. I, I think everything that he's doing is great. You know, it would be nice if we could all unite and kind of create some sort of network for that to happen, that we can, you know, share resources, share, you know, everything that we have to make this a, you know, a web of help across the United States in different states and mm-hmm. different communities. That'd be awesome. And I'm definitely open but it to just, that. It just, it just doesn't happen that way. Now, you know, like I know for a fact, Devin helps a lot of people out there. He helps. I know he helps KD. I know he helps. I was going to say, you know, that, but, what you're saying is the, <laughs> the issue that I've also noticed and that mm-hmm. I've literally done my best just mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. amend that issue. Like, I, I, that's why I said I try to be the best asset I possibly can because mm-hmm. you can't you, you have to be useful you know what mm-hmm. I mean so mm-hmm. with KD with Train and Learn um, and he'll tell you when we were talking about it I asked him I was like what do you need me to do to help make this thing successful and he was like just attend and show up I was like no 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 I was like I get Train and Learn every day on the phone with you, like 24-7 like I have a line that not everybody else has. So what else can I do to contribute to this event to make everybody else have mm-hmm. a uh, have a good time? And that's when, you know, he put me on the staff. And, yeah, I, I was ten toes down. Whatever he needed me to do, mm-hmm. I was going to do. Same thing with the reason why Kids to Kings came, became a thing was because Mike Sedini with Walk the Talk America wanted to start getting into the uh, urban demographics. His plan was to do it with Maj. But Maj was so busy at the time with his campaign run in, in Philly that he basically was like, well, you just do it. And I was like, all right, well, that's what we're going to do. And mm-hmm. I, it, was, it had already been something I wanted to do. So it was, it was just a perfect, um, perfect time for real. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, and, and, and I know. Be, be a genuine asset. That's what I can say. Like, yeah. like you said, people come in and they want to branch off. Like the only reason why I'm branching off is because people like – essentially made me brand. No, ultimately like, it's time. It's you. time. It's time for you. It's time. It's probably time for you. I've seen you doing it for some time, right? I've seen you helping people for some time. Uh, I'm just saying that, right? <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not trying to say this about you. I'm trying to have no, a discussion. No, no, like I'm, we're I'm all agreeing. here. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to have a discussion. Some other people out there need to listen to. I've seen you doing it. I know for a fact, Alicia, like we don't haven't known each other that long. She's always been supportive and all that kind of stuff. And, it, the the problem is this is why you know we're not you know the best way for me to put it to you is like this everybody wants everyone wants to go to heaven no one wants to die right 
that's the that's the that's the problem that that i think a lot of times we have and we can solve some of our problems if some folks out there would go yeah you know what okay i see this person i think they have what it takes for me you you have to have a level of trust to go out there and do things to people and, and and big them up really that's what it is right if you're helping maj if you're helping kevin dixie if you're if you're helping alicia right if you if you're if you're helping trenchwork chronicles or boomstick babe you're ta- you're you're pushing someone else up and that takes a certain level of confidence i think when i see everyone in the world trying to be the leader and everyone's not a leader it makes me go damn and 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 people might think well okay so what what have you done to to do that that's exact i've done that you know um People might see me in front of what we're doing now and they look at Lola and they know my wife is a pharmacist and they're like, oh, Hank's just lucky. He has someone that makes some money supporting him. They never saw when I met Lola as a as a college student. okay, and I was working and I helped put her through college and help her have a place to live. And I got married to her and we had kids and I put my I put everything on hold to to do my part to raise my kids while my wife built her career. No one sees all of that. That's exactly what I'm talking about. I had the right. confidence in myself, as, as any, anyone may see, like, hey, this is a very aggressive guy or whatever. I stepped back and I followed so that you could see me now and think like, oh, maybe this, this, this guy wants to lead. This is what people need to do. This is one of the things that's wrong and that's holding us back as a community from really accomplishing what we want to and... You know, I just feel confident with you guys that we can have that conversation, hoping some other people hear that conversation, you know, and realize like how powerful it is and what a big difference it would make if people started doing that. I agree. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Uh, A couple of things. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Devin. I was going to say that to add to that, I think a lot of people get caught up in what seems like. I, I guess notoriety in being a leader, but like you said, there's no acknowledgement. Like you, like Maj goes through it every day with people that want to somehow make him compromise what he's doing as the leader of Black Guns Matter. Mm-hmm. So like that's the side that nobody sees. They only see you know the fun, free, literally freedom to do whatever he wants type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's. It's like yeah, like you said. People a lot of people see Maja's only. A lot of people see Maja's only picking fights. They don't see him as putting out any fires, but that's right, because they're right. not. That's because they're not really looking. Right, and then they don't see the fact that he's one of the few that will always open a door for somebody else, mm-hmm. no matter what you're doing. As long as you are ten toes down about it, and he understands what it is, he's gonna find a way to open a lane for you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a, a lot of y'all are like that. And. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe that's the genuine, uh, I guess, flowers that you guys get back that people see mm-hmm. that gets glamorized. But it's like if you're not doing what these people are doing, you can't expect yeah. the same level well, of respect. So, so listen to this. Ultimately, you don't make it anywhere. It doesn't matter what level you make it on, like what ranking you have. You know, It doesn't matter if you're ranked at number 20 or you're ranked at number one or you're ranked at number 100, right? In order for you to get anywhere off of zero <laughs> – someone out there has to believe in you so for sure like there's lots of people in this chat right now who come here every night i do this craziness five times a week usually like this week is four times a week and there's people out there who show up at this time 
and take two hours out of their lives. And they're in here uh, hanging out, talking to each other and doing things. So that's how you get off of zero. There are people who do that. So I'm not trying to say there aren't people who do it. That's how you've accomplished things. That's how Alicia has accomplished yeah. things. Anyone who accomplishes something, there are definitely people who say that. But for us really to go forward, one of the things I think that's happening nowadays is everyone wants to be the star. Everyone wants yeah. to be in front of something. I'll be honest with you guys. I wish I could just play the background. <laughs> I try. I hate being. I hate being in the front of the line. I I'm hate camera shy. I mean, you guys have asked me to do the podcast a couple times. I, mm -hmm. Other people have, but it's like I, I don't want to be. Uh, a you speaker, are the man. last I just person. Make a difference. Yeah, but you you're a natural. <laughs> I, I doubt it. I you could be on here by yourself. No, you're good. You could be on here by yourself. Let me just switch a little bit. I know that, um, so back a little while, Crump, let me see. I got to give Crump his recognition or I am going to hear about it. So there he goes. He gave us money, two. Money, 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 money. He says, uh, <laughs> Devin, tell the story about our first meeting. So that's from Crump. And then I have another super chat that I'll get to after that. But Devin, tell, how did you first meet? Uh, he, I guess he wants you to tell that story. I don't know. <laughs> I went to a, a Northern Virginia three percenter group meeting. <laughs> three and John, okay. and John was there. And John uh, was at a three percenter meeting. Yeah, okay. me and John are part of yeah. a, a three okay. percenter group. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Cool. But um, I mean, long story short, after mm -hmm. the meeting, John walked up to me and asked me what I wanted to do with this Second Amendment stuff, and I was like, I don't know. I've been trying to start a podcast for a while. And then he was like, well, I have an online, online podcast that I basically don't use. If you want to put together a show, go ahead. Mm -hmm. And I've been running ever since. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Big shouts out to John. Yeah. A lot of people he think. Of, he was the first person that, like, listened to my crazy ass and was like, I'm going to put something behind this kid. Yeah, a lot of people think that John wants to be out there and, or whatever. And I think John is really actually very introverted. But he, he wants to make, I think, this is me saying it, not him talking about himself. I think he genuinely believes this and he wants to do something. And he realizes, just like we're talking about here, he may have to put himself out there in order to, to do this, right? Because you can't always rely on other people. And that's why he does it. But he pushes more people in front of him than what he really does oh, like, for 100%. himself. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Then we'll get into this. Let's get into this. This is from Alaskan Ballistics. Money, um, money, 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 money. I, uh, <laughs> I appreciate Alaskan Ballistics money, especially with what's in this comment, you know, as well as him like supporting us coming on the show, all that. So he says, um, I was, let me throw this back up here. I was demonetized today. Darn liberals. Oh, shit. So, yeah, that's. Um, yeah, that's messed up. So I'm assuming he was demonetized by YouTube. I know a lot of that is going around, and it really does suck. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what we could do to help you, Alaskan Ballistics. Um, let us know, like what the if you're still out there, um, what the plan is, or what kind of help you need. Um, what do you guys think about this? I don't know. Are you guys monetized? I know I, have, I am. So I have a I, I have a question more than mm -hmm. anything is. What are freedom pages doing to combat all? Because there is a gold mine in online broadcasting. Mm -hmm. Like that money is getting made, and more importantly, it's starting to be denied to other people. 
So mm-hmm. what are we going to start doing to, you know, in some way fight back? I know Parler started their thing, but that's done, I mm-hmm. guess. But, like, I don't know. When are we going to get a, uh, a real freedom of speech YouTube? Um... Uh-oh, let's see what Alicia's putting up here. <laughs> Joanna, I see her comments oh. in the bottom one. <laughs> okay, uh, love notes to Joanna. You know, that's, <laughs> I'm kind of jealous. Um, good. Qu- okay, good question. When are we going to start fighting back? I think there are people fighting back. I think there are platforms fighting back. Um, specifically, though, when it comes to the Second Amendment or the gun community, there are, there are some people that are attempting to fight back. There are some platforms out there. But a lot of what we're talking about is what's getting in the way. And I don't know if we even need this to be to come from a firearms uh, platform. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't it know that we... That's why I said freedom. Yeah. Like, freedom. Right. Yes, exactly. Everybody. Yeah, I know well, you're very um, deliberate with what you say. And I think, no, but, but I think that's like, the problem. From, we from, have... Mm-hmm. With, with the Second Amendment world, we can learn a lot specifically from um, the like cannabis industry. The cannabis industry did a very good job from, you know, back then when it was uh, mm-hmm. when it was uh, weed made white girls want to sleep with the black jazz musicians to now it's literally about to be legalized in Virginia. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We can look across the aisle and be like, huh, how did they do that good of a job with their PR to now making it big? completely socially accepted. Mm-hmm. I think the Second Amendment world is doing themselves a disservice by not aligning themselves with other freedom industries and learning from them and then applying that to the fight that we're fighting. But that's it. Sorry. I agree. That. Yeah, I think you're I agree. right. I think yeah. Second Amendment people are very lazy, especially here in Colorado. Everybody talks about it, but they don't do anything. If there's there's no there's no unity, there's nobody showing up and actually getting things done. They they sit there in the shadows. Like when it comes to the cannabis industry, everybody's proud. And it's like, mm-hmm. everybody's out there, you know, like pride. Hey, let's get this together. Let's promote this. Let's promote that. You know, and they have need, unity in their numbers when they do that. Need a nobody in the second amendment, amendment, amendment does that. Same Same movie, we probably mm-hmm. need a second amendment movie. Like, yeah, we have all the tactics. We really do. With Michael B. Jordan and uh, mm-hmm. John Wicks. But like, I mean like a real hard line second amendment productive or a production of a movie. Are you talking about a documentary or like no, an actual I mean like fictional movie. movie? Okay. Like a movement. Like something movement. that will gain interest. Like we can do documentaries for days, but I mean like a, a nationally recognized like mm-hmm. film. But yeah. I don't know. Well, we I think we so so what we need is kind of like a sugar pill as a movie, right? So in other words, we yeah. need we need um and, and this is what art is. And and a lot of people if they wonder like what I really am, you know, <laughs> like what part do I play in all of this stuff? I consider myself an artist. If you want to know what I really am, that's what I consider myself an artist, right? And so that's the part I play here. I'm not a like ex military or ex law enforcement or anything right. like that. I'm an artist who happens to be into guns and, and the Second Amendment and freedom, etc. Um, and art is that, you know, and if you if you if you look at things if you look at it through time you know i remember when i was in high school and my liberal teachers were pushing the book 1984 i remember that my liberal teachers some that were gay or or jewish or this thing or that thing they were like 1984 you guys gotta look at this the you know the government but you flip that to today 
those liberal teachers are like, oh no, this book must be burned. Seriously. Yeah. That's what that's what we're facing. And that's what and but this is the power of art. You have the ability to influence people at the same time that you're entertaining them. And it's almost kind of like a sugar pill that you put that in there. So saying all of that, I think that there are some movies out there that we could put it I, I don't know if their original intention was to put forward the Second Amendment, but I think there are some movies out there that do a lot of good for the Second Amendment, but I don't know if there's one that's deliberately like, hey, this is what we want to do. We're going to wrap it up in this story without being uh, overt or blatant about it and put this message out there. Yeah. But I, I, when we're talking about movies, though, I mean, movies is one of the industries that kind of help glorify stupid gun behavior, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, how, how are we going to approach that without it glorifying you know, irresponsible gun ownership, because that's why people the movie industry is why people think guns are bad. I mean, guns are glorified in one way, mm-hmm. but then they're demonized in another. There's no there's no gray area that, you know, nobody's talking about movies, the good that guns do more entertainment than movies, because mm-hmm. most of the time in movies, guns are being used for the good guy to kill the bad guys. Like I would say in entertainment and this is where. Black people have to take responsibility for mm-hmm. it. We're the ones that push the narrative that all we're going to do is commit crimes with guns through mm-hmm. our entertainment. You know what I through, mean? Through like, through like hip-hop or whatever. Yeah, the hip-hop yeah. culture. <laughs> hip-hop culture has been the worst thing for black gun owners. Mm-hmm. And now we are seeing the flip of that, um, and we're starting to see more rappers talk about responsible gun ownership, but mm-hmm. we still have to acknowledge mm-hmm. what we did with our entertainment and the hip-hop culture as a whole with creating all of the gangster movies and yeah. just really trying to be the black version of what the early crime uh, crime era was. Yeah. I think, yeah. you know, you know what I think? Like when I was a kid, we, um, you know, it didn't take that much for us. I have like uh, two brothers and a, and a sister, right? And my sister's kind of late in the family, in the family tree. So she was a lot younger, you know, than the rest of us were. When she came along, she was like the youngest. But anyway, so my my two brothers and myself, we did we made everything into guns, right? We yeah. took we took yeah. sticks, mm-hmm. sticks were guns. We took paper, we took plasticine, which is like a play doh kind of thing. We took yeah. everything and we made we took Legos, every anything you gave to us, we made into guns. And I think, um, oh boy, um, so <laughs> yeah, we got John Wick joining us. Um, so I think, (laughs) I think because of that, you know, this is like a, this is like a human being type of thing that happens. I saw my, my two sons do the same thing. We never deliberately push guns on them, but they always chose guns. So the reason why I'm saying all that, there's, there's something intrinsic, something programmed in human beings to be attracted to weapons, to claws, to, to ways of defending themselves. And there's, we, with that comes the extreme, right? You always have things that are way extreme of that and, you know, and then things that are responsible in that. John Crump, what's up? Okay, I, I came on for two reasons. One, okay. Devin, your mic is backwards. <laughs> you really had to come on You're just supposed- to say that? <laughs> oh, Lord. You're supposed to talk into where it's going to blow. That's why it's kind of like echoey. 
Yeah, that red dot. My audio was fine. Yeah, it's your audio sounds fine. I don't know what settings you have on it, but let's all look at you now and uh, and pick on you. That red that that red dot is supposed to be facing you. Oh, oh. If you turn it around, turn it around. Let's see how it sounds. (laughs) I mean, there you go. Now it's like that. There you go. So, do you have it? What pattern do you have it on? No, no, no. You're not supposed to do that, Devin. What the? John, get out of here. Hawks towards the where it says blue. Do you see the logo? Talk towards the red dot. Talk towards the red dot. So just leave it like this. Now you sound all yeah. seductive. See, it sounds a lot better. <laughs> okay, John. Is Nine, that seven, it? six. Trench work crumb. That's okay. That's your one thing that you've embarrassed, Devin. Okay. What's your you're second thing? All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the second thing is, you're talking about TV shows and stuff like that, and I kept on saying in the comments, but you kept on ignoring me. But uh-huh. there was a show called Jericho that was on like yeah, CBS it's still on Netflix. Like it's like the best show ever. Watch yeah, it's still it. on that's Netflix. That's not really about the one of the, one of, apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what? Yeah, but one of the lines that they had when uh, the uh, like the forces took over, and they're like, "Well, we're going to need your guns." Uh, one of the the leader of the town of Jericho, mm-hmm. which is the leader of the good guys, basically has a comment saying, "Anytime a government says we need your guns for your safety, it's not for your safety, and you shouldn't give them up." Yeah. Okay. And then they discontinued that show. Yes, and I have two things <laughs> yeah. also, John. I have. Two, yeah, John. I have two things also. Number one, you obviously got some rest. That's number one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I could tell from your your you're right back to uh, John Crump levels. <laughs> uh, you definitely got some rest. Number two, you can't just come in and out. Since you're here now, we're gonna talk about some new shit, whether you like it or not. So since you got well, your rest, no, no, I, no, no, I, I, no, no. I don't want to hear. No, no. I got a question. Okay, Did you, you hear about the six-hour lawsuit? No. Okay. T- okay. Go ahead. Six hour. What supposedly, is that a thing? No. Supposedly, there's a new six hour lawsuit that came out yesterday. John, I would expect you to know about this. Though. Yeah, John. Yeah. Yeah, John. What's up with that? What's up yeah, with John, it, John. I don't even know you, but well, yeah, John. <laughs> What's up? Are, are, are you talking about the magazine suit? I don't know. I just I have know no clue. Stig is getting sued. Six hour suing XD or their Hellcat magazine. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Apparently, it, it violates the patents and something. Yeah, yes. I think that's what you're talking about. I mean, I mean there's, there's bigger stories out there. Yeah, gun companies are always throwing gun companies are always throwing frivolous lawsuits at each other. Um, I believe that's like, called like the Glock and Smith and Wesson lawsuit. Yeah, I believe the, that's uh, called business. SDV. Yeah, that they no, had to that, pay them like seven dollars a year. Lawsuit. No, uh, Glock and Smith and Wesson lawsuit was legit. Uh, back in the day, Smith & Wesson didn't have any sugar-fired guns or polymer guns. Mm-hmm. And um, Glock was taking over the market because they were doing something where they said, hey, you know, you want, you, you want new guns for your police department, <laughs> let's do a trade. You give us, you give us uh, the, uh, your old guns and we'll give you brand new Glocks. And a lot of police departments did that. Yeah. So Smith & Wesson was getting killed on the polymer market. So the leader of Smith & Wesson at the time came into a board meeting and said, we need to have a polymer striker fire done. And they're like, it's going to take a year to develop it. And he looked at his legal team and goes, if we copy Glock, how long will a suit take? And they said, oh, probably about six months. He goes, let's do that. Copy him. Yep. 
as long as so they you, made the gun knowing that they were gonna get sued. That's what uh that's that's All what right. um <laughs> that's what Ruger did to Caltech. Ruger just completely stole a design from Caltech and put it out there and got away with it. And even came out with a second version of it and Caltech didn't come out with a second version of it. That kind of stuff happens. Also, I'll just tell you this. Yeah. Glock is one of the companies that since I've been doing this, I remember a time when former Glock executives, actually like a bunch of them, I think it was like five of them, all got arrested within the same week because of like corruption that uh, Glock was up to. Where basically these executives were doing oh. kickbacks and stuff like that um, with different police departments, like giving them kickbacks and money to buy Glocks from them and all that. Yeah. I remember people getting arrested over that. Yeah, I mean that's that's what goes on in the industry. Didn't they just turn that into an actual like that. program? Is that what their blue line program is or whatever? Uh, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Basically, they're saying going to the people ordering it, saying, "Hey, if you guys choose Glock, we'll give you like five dollars for every Glock that your department buys." Mm-hmm. Back to a specific person. Yeah, that's a kickback. Kickbacks uh, are illegal. Yeah. So it's definitely I, I do have some other stories. No, no, no. I'm not done. Part. I'm not done. I'm not done. You can definitely tell us your other stories. But since you're here now, John Wick, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna keep rolling. So you just sit tight John, for a second. Why haven't you allowed Hank in your basement yet? <laughs> yeah, good question. <laughs> he should come over. My basement <laughs> is just a regular basement. I don't. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm scared. Something, you know, he's. No, I feel like I'm no, going to go in no. there. He's going to be like Vin. Is there Vin- lotion for the skin down yeah. there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm going to be. No, I'm going to be like Bing Rames. He's going to go. You know. He's no, going to no, go all medieval on me. Yeah. I have a smaller arcade and a game room in my basement, and like right. and like a small little movie theater and stuff like that. Okay, listen, John, I'm going to bring up this story. I don't know if you're aware of it or not. You probably are, so I'm going to share this. Um, I know that my other guests here are aware of it, so let's see. Um, So this was breaking news today from what I saw. Florida GOP candidate threatens opponent with Russian-Ukrainian hit squad in leaked call. That's according to a report. A Florida GOP candidate was caught in a secret recording... (laughs) Uh, published by Politico Thursday, apparently threatening to send a Russian-Ukrainian hit squad after his primary opponent to make her disappear. In a 30-minute call from last week's that was obtained by Politico, William uh, Braddock told conservative activist Aaron Oslovsky that his competitor, Anna Polina Luna, that we all know, um, is not an issue when Oslinsky asked what would happen if uh, Luna is going to win. She's going to be gone, period. This is a quote. That's the end of the discussion, Braddock could be heard saying. How do we make her uh, go through? I just don't understand that Lewinsky question before Braddock replied. I call up my Russian and Ukrainian hit squad, and within 24 hours, they're sending me pictures of her disappearing. So this is like a real thing that happened when someone, I think we, we are all aware of um, Anna Polina Luna, right? When she was running, she's she's a gun yeah. person. She's a... Uh, also happens to be very attractive. I didn't really notice that, but um, John, were you at the uh, Defend Freedom Action Summit with us when she was there? Maybe not. I don't um, know. Yeah, she's awesome. She should have. Cool. She should. She yeah. should have won that thing. But I. But this is won. this is what I'm saying about Republicans. There's some crazy ass Republican here in Florida actually threatening her life, man. What's up with that? Don't tell people that you have a Russian Ukrainian hit squad. Um, either yeah, or, or in offering points, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
you guys, Igor, go away. I wasn't calling you. Um, yeah, you shouldn't tell people you have a Russian hit squad. Ukrainian hit squad. That's not exactly the the best thing to do. They so what's like what's the deal with this story? What have you heard about this? Um, I I, I think it might have been just all talk. Honestly, I don't think you really had a Russian Ukrainian hit squad. Some people spout off to the mouth and they want to seem like they're bigger and badder than what mm-hmm. they are so they make up stories about having russian hit squads yeah but this gop Eeyore, guy this gop guy this republican sounds like probably one of the dudes that's responsible for red flags and stuff like that out of the republicans here in florida i don't know what yeah, his voting record is he's, mm-hmm. he's not a strong on uh on on gun rights of her okay Go ahead. Joe, uh, Joanna on Latina Locked and Loaded, they, she said that she actually interviewed her. They did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things about I'm not Florida, Florida is really weird because you have, like, the pro-gun Republicans, then you have the anti-gun Republicans more than any other state that I've ever seen. But mm-hmm. then again, it's Florida. Yeah, unfortunately, yes, you're right. It is Rich Florida. Rich is there. So. Yeah. Yeah, Florida's a little crazy. Yeah, Florida's a little crazy. Okay, John, I'm going to hit you with another story. That Anna Paulina Luna thing is crazy enough. But let me I hit gonna, you. I, I, I came on to give you some No, no, no. We, well, okay, no, we're going to get to your scoops. we got to make the people wait. This is how we do. Hold on, is, didn't you just have fireside chats for like two hours? Yeah. Didn't you give everybody your scoops already, no, John? No, I'm keeping him here <laughs> till the end of no, the show. No, no, I, I, I didn't give the second, the bigger one. I saved that for Hank's show. I want to yeah. do surprising. We're going to get to it. We're going to. Yes, exactly. Hold on a second. I've got another one I want to bring up here. OK, McCloskey's plead guilty to misdemeanor charges. Uh, forfeit firearms used in confrontation. Mark and Patricia McCloskey, the St. Louis couple who sought to protect their property and lives from the rabid BLM mob marching down their private street, pleaded guilty to misdemeanor charges and agreed to forfeit the firearms they used in the showdown last year. Um, Mark McCloskey spoke to reporters from the courthouse steps on Thursday and said he'd do it again to protect his family. I'd do it again, McCloskey said from the courthouse steps. Anytime the mob approaches me, I'll do what I can to put them in imminent threat of physical injury from the guns that are empty. No, I just added that. Okay, so what uh, what is the deal with that? Uh, well, I, I have to question his fashion sense and uh, his wife's fashion sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they, I mean, they, they, they played guilty uh, with. I mean, they're not really gun people, so losing those guns really didn't hurt them because they were actually. I can tell they're not really like, gun people like because, like, a real gun person would never plead guilty to that. A lot of stuff that they've done yeah. here, I knew that they're not really gun. They're not real gun people, but they obviously they? don't care about our fight because they just pleaded guilty to this and walked away. But where a lot of us. You know, people on our side are supporting them. And I'm not saying wrongly. I think you have the right to defend yourselves. These people just did a lot of stupid shit. And it's just funny to me that this story is ending with more stupid shit from them. It's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of those stories I don't think we as a community should, you know, highlight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Call it just like you're calling it. Like, these people are not a part of what we represent. And... Didn't didn't they only have the guns because they were studying them in a case? Some anyways? of the, I think those guns, at least one of them, wasn't even real. Yeah, hers wasn't real, and the only reason he had the uh, the AR was because he was studying like 
the functionality yeah. of it. Yeah, I think he, that he had. Yes, like I think that. he, yeah, he, he had cases against. Yeah, he had a. They have a case that they were that they were going against some uh, firearms company out there. But by the way, right. here's the thing that made so me mad about this. Anti gunners. Yeah, here's one of the things that made me mad about this. Feel free to jump in here, Alicia. I don't know if you're familiar with this story or not. I am. I just think that these people are ridiculous, and I I, I think that they don't highlight anything that has to do with the Second Amendment. They violated pretty much every safety rule, and they make gun owners look retarded if we even bring them in part of our community. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that was really stupid about this that I have to say, there were actually firearms companies and companies in the firearms industry that were offering these people free guns and all kinds of shit. Like they were the messiah, you know, come to earth or something like that. And it was really annoying to me because this is the kind of like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, there's people, no such thing as bad hey, publicity. Oh, there's hey, listen, hey, Devin, I got a, I, I got a plan. You get a bunch of your friends. You march down my street. Uh, I, I will do the same thing. And when firearms companies offer me guns, you and I will split them. Yo, that could work. <laughs> that could really work, Sean. Except oh, we're gonna have to worry about Please all the, don't do the that, other guys. Tesla drivers in your neighborhood. I mean, hey, <laughs> it could work. Yeah. Okay. We'll be right in front of John's house. Yeah, that could go so badly crazy. wrong on you. Somebody in that neighborhood. <laughs> could be legit and not have fake uh guns or fake bullets you know and something but they don't have a gated commute well never mind let me stop john you don't want to talk Listen. about like where you live on the show yeah. we crazy. all know we all know that he lives next to senators and congressmen and yeah former presidents <laughs> exactly. and shit like that yeah uh, i think we're so he lives in east coast silicon valley yeah um, it, I don't know this this whole thing. You know what? It reminds me of when Caltech, which is a company I like, when Caltech gave Zimmerman because with the whole thing that happened with Zimmerman and Trayvon Martin, right? Uh, Zimmerman's gun was seized from him by the cops, and I think that was a perfect storm. If any, if I have to, you know, relitigate my feelings on it, I think it was a perfect storm. Both people were wrong. They came together like this. Bad shit happened, but Zimmerman survived that. Caltech decides to give him back a gun to show their, oh, we're rah-rah about the Second Amendment, and they try to do it secretly. Nothing like that's going to be secret. They had Zimmerman at the fact, instead of just quietly going, okay, wh what's your address or what's your FFL? We'll ship you out a gun and keep it all on the, on the down low. They actually invited him to the factory. People took pictures, and someone released a picture, and that went out, and it was all over the news. And I think this is a stupid move. As much as I like Caltech and people there, that's a stupid move. It's a dumb thing to do, stupid shit like that, to... to um, you know, when we get caught up in those things, we don't really, we're not thinking about what we're doing. So, I don't, now, I, I don't what, like when com companies do this kind of shit. How many companies are going to be jumping at Kyle Rittenhouse's neck the moment that boy is found not guilty? Because he's not going to be found guilty. He's going to get off. And uh, I I'm think sure. he's going. Yeah. Who so said you, that, John? You, no, that's me. I said I'm not oh. sure, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh. John better you, not be trying know? to. Well, John better not trying to be ducking out. So you could do whatever you want to do, John. You better get your camera back. Well, up I there. mean, I'm, I'm having some issues with my sound. No. Uh, okay. Don't even yeah, try that. Unacceptable. We yeah. don't hear that. Um. So I don't know really what's going to happen just based on politics, and you know we're not really dealing with justice, like I said before. Um. My my, right, pers my personal my uh, personal thing with with Rittenhouse is that I I 
you know, when I looked at everything and I saw the situation going on, I think he was fighting for his life, right? But I don't know, sure. I don't know whether or not he's going to be found guilty. Like I'm 50-50 on it. Really? Yeah. Really? I, because because I politics. That, and I look, I'm one that I I think the kid being there was completely like stupid. He should have not have been there at all. I could but agree with that. If if you watch if you watch what's on film, like obviously like to me, it's it's clear as day that he was defending himself. He was now, fighting for his is, life. Yeah. Right. Right. Now, what is still unclear is like those first shots that went off and why he actually shot the first guy. Mm-hmm. I think that's still unclear. But I mean, from what we've seen, like he had every right to pull the trigger when he pulled. The trigger. Yeah. I mean, if we look at the whole story of that, we're not we're not the jurors, and that's the reason why I'm worried about like how things happen in America now. We're not the yeah. jurors, obviously, right? We're not. So. Who knows what they're actually going to see and what they're not going to see. But it seems like to me, these people would threaten him. One of those guys was threatening him through the night. People were sh- shooting shots in the air. There were people trying to attack. If I'm in, I agree with you. He should never, the number one way to, to defend yourself in these situations is don't fucking be there yeah. in the first place. If you see it coming, <laughs> avoid it, right? That's the number one way to do that. But he wound up there for whatever reason. But this is this goes back to what I'm trying to say. Sometimes, like that nobility in our head, it's like Game of Thrones. That's how you wind up there getting your head chopped off in front of your daughter, like in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Because you don't realize what's the priorities. If it was my kid, I'd be really mad. I'm going to try to defend him, of course. But I'm going to be like, why did you put yourself in a situation you didn't have to be in? The, right. You know, and I'm not mad at companies, you know... There are companies trying to support him and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think it's a little bit different from what happened with Zimmerman. Like, Zimmerman had his faults here, and there was things that he did wrong, okay? Uh, Trayvon Martin had his faults, and there's things that went wrong. I don't think neither one of them should have been in that situation. Trayvon Martin probably could have, you know, should not be, he should not be dead, so there's there's like no winners. There's no winners in that situation, right? And I think with with um with Rittenhouse, it's kind of the same thing in that he sh- yeah. he had no business over there. But we were also looking at a time when we look back on it that this is a time when all these politicians who are mad of what happened in the Capitol were letting were basically just standing back and letting people burn down cities. And this kid was trying to do something about that. So. Right. That's that's where it gets complicated. Um, yeah, it does. Did anything ever happen with the guy that was the quote unquote felon who had the handgun in the first place? I think they didn't he get his arm blown off. Yeah, he got his hand and he was all he was all blown yeah. up on his John. Hand what stuff, happened with that? Do it, nothing ever been... came of him. Yeah. Everything's focused on. I don't think he was out. actually a felon. No, he wasn't. I thought he was like a, a, a sex offender. The ball yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I think he was convicted of a misdemeanor, not oh. a felon. Okay, all right. Well, he See. was a registered sex offender, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah, that, that's true. That's bad enough for me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm with yeah. the. Yeah. I, I'm with the. Well, he did. Well, well, he just he did. He, you know what he said? I will give an arm and a leg for this protest. And I guess oh, he gave an arm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, and I'm not trying to, I don't, I, listen, if someone is genuinely what I consider a sex offender, I have no empathy, sympathy, or anything okay. for them. However, we are living in a country where you could be like, 
uh, 18 and you date a, a 16 year old girl and you wind up in that category or something. So I don't know. Oh no, then he should be in the wood right. chipper. Yeah, yeah but but well, he uh, don't right? Huh? Do you, have you ever yeah. seen when people get caught up in that argument of like, oh, you who, you think everybody should have guns, so you think pedophiles should? I'd be like, I don't think they should be alive. So no, I don't think they should have those. That's the one <laughs> group of people I want to be around here being the easiest target for anybody to kill. If they if fit the true, if they fit the true yes. definition, if, they, if they're proven, yeah, if they fit the true definition, they're proven to be mm -hmm. a pedophile. I need you to. Yeah. If you're not already dead, you're going to be the easiest target possible. Right. Period. Yeah. Because what you did is, yeah, you can't come back from that. Yeah. Okay, John, you can hit us with your news things. All right. Well, first, the pedophile thing. I just want to make a comment on that. I think right. we should okay. make a national microwave. Where you can stick them all in at like in our time and set it to like two Target minutes. Target practice, and, oh boy. <laughs> no, it's yeah. a, a big microwave. What's up, okay, uh, yeah, I got, okay. I, I, I got a, I, I got a, I got a, I got a couple of good stories. One ever yeah. on my show, and the other one I, I saved for this show tonight. Oh, this really? Did show. you? Okay, all right. Uh, no, I, I appreciate I did. that. Okay, the I first story. The first story is that. Uh, this is ATF. ATF has suspended all issuance of opinion letters until after uh, the new rulings come out. Uh, so everyone who has an opinion letter right now, it's on hold until after the thing. So you're probably looking about six months, and then everyone else is going to have to submit their products again, which will back it up even more. So we're looking at years and years for everyone to get their stuff back because of this pause. JSD got a, an email this morning saying, "Hey, we're not gonna, we're not gonna approve or even look at your things that we had for a year, which includes a 80% CZ Scorpion, 80% uh, P365, and 80% MMP Shield. So okay. none of those items are gonna get looked at at all by the ATF right now. That's um, until after that. And the last thing that was approved, someone put through a uh, Scar 17." 80 percenter that mm -hmm. was approved but that was the last thing and so we're looking probably at like probably a year before anybody starts getting approval at all for so at some point okay so the silver lining is at some point we can expect an 80 percent scar 17 to be in the world uh yeah it's approved okay do we know? Can we talk about what company that is? And then I just, and then I'll get. Uh, going I, to... I, I, don't, I don't know what the company is. Oh, interesting. Okay, then the bad part of it is okay. So all, so now everything is locked up until they sort this out, right? So Correct. everything. So so any. And then they're asking every. So any new kind of like, guns that we could see out there, like any kind of new guns, anything like that, it's locked up until all of this gets resolved. Yeah, any type of uh, 80% or, or, or pistol stabilizing braces are locked off um, in, in the approval process. Uh, one of the interesting things is they're asking everyone who already has a letter to resubmit their items for, uh, uh, like, review again, which will push everything else way back. So, uh, so right now, that... the wait's about a year, maybe a little bit over a year. So that's going to, like, if you... If you introduce thousands and thousands of, of rifles 
and other things and handguns in there when right now 360 some items have them packed up a year and you quadruple or even more than that double that you know you're looking at a massive backlog so okay so regular guns are going through right but they're still but they're taking time regular guns, yeah okay but, but, but anything that's pistol brace related or 80 percent related that's that's all on hold but then you're saying so people who already have approval letters so for example um the tail hook the tail hook right they have to resubmit that yeah that's uh, they're going to have to if the new regulations pass they have to oh if the, if the new regulations okay if the new regulations go through they have to resubmit it but not right now right now all of that is legal to buy however when these if these regulations are allowed to go through all of a sudden people will find themselves with illegal pieces of plastic right uh, they might they might the piece of plastic won't be illegal but the item that it's on depending on the item you put it on and however many points yeah. or whatever you get okay yeah yeah if we if we only had this an idea of this back in last like november or so that this yeah. is coming down i don't know if someone was <laughs> trying to tell us about it it would have been helpful but unfortunately, we yeah, don't have I, yeah. yeah, we don't have a white knight that was riding up on a white horse in a white suit with a white hat on, you know, with with the initials JC, and not and we're not talking about uh, Jesus Cristo or anything like that, you know. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking well, about well, John Crumb. Well, that did that did that did happen, but he was attacked, and uh, right, you know, people. Thought that I was making it up for cloud or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think okay. I think that's been Whatever. proven. Okay. So that's a bad news. Was that? What's the other thing in there? Okay. This is another thing that I haven't even written about tonight. I was going to write about it tonight, but mm -hmm. I'm going to let you know right now. Uh, you, you all heard that. Uh, you know, the Biden administration is going to go after white supremacists, right? Um, well, I got. I didn't hear that. Yeah, I didn't hear that. But yeah, well, I didn't hear that either. Well, maybe. No. Yeah. Well, it's probably not, and maybe it's not out yet. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I got a copy of the FBI's uh, playbook for that, and on page nineteen, it states to end white supremacy and to stop the spread of white supremacy, they need to limit the tools of white supremacy. So. They're going to use legal prohibition and other legal means to to uh, stop the proliferation of assault rifles and magazines. So, okay, so people who what? have guns are white supremacists. If you have guns, you're a white supremacist. <laughs> yeah, if you read the FBI, you just notice. Well, it doesn't come out and say wow. that. It says it, that, 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 that assault weapons and magazines are tools of white supremacy. Whatever the hell that means. Mm. I think the lack of them are tools for government supremacy. So yeah, yeah. So you know, so, I mean, that's so they're gonna start tar targeting uh, like the the the, the marketing using all their means possible to stop the pro so, proliferation. So if Alicia, if Alicia, the, the boomstick babe, has an AR, do you have do you have any ARs, Alicia? Yeah, on my boat somewhere. <laughs> oh, about to have an accident. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, yes. Um, so if you if she can wake up and look in the mirror and realize that she's a white supremacist against her own self. 
Yeah, she would have to name her kid uh, Forrest or, uh, you know, Nathan Bedford Forrest. Oh. That might be a little bit too. I don't even know uh, what that... Does anyone get that reference? Because I don't. Nope. Yeah, I don't That's get that reference. Joke. Yeah, if someone gets that <laughs> reference, please... <laughs> Let us know if you get that reference. You could put it. You put it in the chat right now and smash the thumbs ups just for that. Um, I, I'm, sure people, is like, I'm sure people would know who I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. By saying white supremacist, what, is there a definition now of what white supremacy is? Good question. Uh, you're anti-gun. You don't like fighting. Shannon don't Watts. Know. Shannon Watts is the number one white supremacist in the country. <laughs> Okay. I, I will die yeah. on that hill. Mm-hmm. Shannon Watts and David <laughs> Hogg are the two most racist people in America. And obviously Joe Biden. But. Right, right. He's not racist yeah. against kids. He loves kids of all colors. Literally. Ew. He, he, like, he likes them rubbing his hair on his legs. He's also a friend of the porn pop. So do we not have a definition of what white supremacist, what that is? In order to well, the government find them. Well, and... like, well, for example, one of the groups they list are the three percenters, which I find yeah. hilarious. Right. <laughs> because Devin is. A so you don't have to be white to be a white supremacist. No, no, no. You got to gotta remember uh, the guy from Patriot Prayer. Oh. They consider a white supremacist, and he's Japanese. Mm-hmm. Good God. Yeah. So, votes, yeah, votes have repercussions. Folks, um, like yeah, like uh, the Proud Boys leader, they consider him a white supremacist, and his name is Enrique. I've never he's heard a of a guy named Enrique that was a white supremacist. Well, he's yeah. a snitch, so there's that. Um, so he's not a snitch, but, but yeah, but he's not a white supremacist. Right. Yeah, no, but he's Beyond a snitch. Point. That's, that's probably just as bad. So. Yeah. This is the thing, and this is just me talking out loud here and showing how I think. If we're going to start targeting groups of people, is this the government's way of getting support to target, quote unquote, white supremacists? So when they start targeting other groups like, you know, like they did the Black Panthers, like they did, you know, other ethnic groups, this is just their way of sweetening up the deal to get everybody on board to say, yes, this kind of behavior is okay, and we're going to support this behavior. Well, it's always been that way. You can mm-hmm. look back through history. Um, even to the founding of the country, they've used the same techniques. Past the founding of the country, it's been used all through history. What you do is you label label and demonize a person. It doesn't matter if yeah. it's true or not, but if you label and demonize a person, you can get enough people behind them, I mean, behind you, to go after those people. Uh, Hitler did that uh, with the uh, the the Jewish people, right? They go, oh, these guys control all the banks, everything else. Oh, they must be yeah. evil because they mm-hmm. control the banks. Uh, we, we've seen this time and time again. It's a system of control, and until we realize it's that... It's just a divide and conquer that's control, coming more. Yeah, it's divide yeah. and conquer. Exactly. Yeah. It's what it's Hoover did to the uh, civil rights movement and all the black leaders. And mm-hmm. then slowly but surely, uh-huh. each one of them got plucked off. Yeah. You know, it's what happened when it's what happened when there were a lot of white people in America that agreed to to adding gun laws to the books because they were maybe worried about what uh, slaves, you know, free slaves would do, thinking Black that codes. hey, you know, slave that codes. that wouldn't yep. affect me. Yeah, but now now it now it somehow affects like 
anything that goes into the laws is going to affect everyone. Today, it affects everyone. You know, mm-hmm. today everyone should well, be worried well, about slavery. That's that's well, what the Mumford Act. The Mumford yeah. Act out in California, mm-hmm. for example, that was designed that's, that's to example. attack the yes. um, Black Panthers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and the abolishment of Friday night um, Friday night sales is that what it was john yeah. friday night specials that's what it was you called. should you should always saturday be worried. night special saturday night yeah you should you should always be worried about like devin was talking about shannon watts and uh and uh david hogg david hogg you should always be worried about people out there who think that who see you as pets and think that oh, you yeah. that, they, that they are the ones who need to protect you. You need to protect yourself. Well, Any group that tries to do that and say, "Listen, you don't know what's good for you. Just make give us these laws, and we're just going to use it against these people over here, and we'll make life better for why, you." Can I give you a story. I tell the story sure. all the time about why I called David Hogg the most racist white guy in America. So, I went, to, John. You remember this? The first time mm-hmm. I did any activist type thing, right? I went to one of his I marches that was here. Yes, and you were supposed to be there, and you faked. So remember that part too. No, I, uh, I was <laughs> whatever. You didn't show up. <laughs> oh, the so truth! The truth is coming out. They came. March for Our Lives came uh, to the NRA headquarters. That was like mm-hmm. five minutes from my house. So right. I, we get there, me and one of my old friends, and we were killing the crowd, and we're just walking not John, the crowd not John. To people. No, yeah. no, not he John. Faked on right. Okay. Um, <laughs> but um. One of his people actually is listening to our conversation. One of his black followers that's like with March for Our Lives, right? Okay. This kid goes to David Hogg and then has a conversation with him, brings us to David Hogg and was like, hey, you guys should have a conversation about firearm safety and everything because these guys have some information that we might not be, um, that we might be missing. And he was like, nah, we're not doing any of that. Like just flat out was like, nah, we're not doing that. I was like, oh, so like, you're racist and you want to silence people. So I looked at the boy. I was like, yo, like, I hope this shows you exactly what you were advocating for. Like, he's not into solutions. He wants, he just wants you to hear his side of things. And I think mm-hmm. right then was like one of the mo- first times I ever flipped somebody in like an instant on the mm-hmm. Second Amendment. And um, yeah, to this day, mm-hmm. this, the kid is way more freedom minded than uh, he was before that. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, Devin, tell it. the story about uh, in, in Richmond, the lady that could not believe that you're with us and she thought that we were against us when you were holding the picture of North Ormenta in the KKK and, and the Black Bay, actually. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so I was, so I was talking mm-hmm. to this teacher. It's another good time when I flip somebody. But um, I was talking to this teacher and this white lady comes up to me <laughs> And she goes, uh, she goes, they would love that. And she points to like John and Jordan Stein. And I'm looking at her like, what the hell is she talking about? And she's like, oh, I guess she didn't realize I that like, I was Devin. with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, Devin, I, I think uh, I said, Devin, I think she thinks that you're on her side. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no. Nah, assumptions. Lady, assumptions. Like, right. And I was like. She said something. I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, white lady, like, get out of here. <laughs> and we just continued with our conversation. But, like, that's another example of why I say Moms Demand Action is the new KKK. Like, who the hell are you to come and just impose your will and inject yourself into this conversation? Well, I'm talking to another oh. black woman right here. Like, 
get the hell out of here. Hmm. But yeah, yeah. Well, well people saying, who have people who have precon- who who have preconceived notions of what we're supposed to believe and who we're supposed to who we're supposed to be and all that. This is what the problem is, and I think we were talking about that from the beginning of this conversation. You know, if I meet someone that's anti-gun, I don't get mad at them. I'm just like, so, so what's up? What's the thing? Like, explain what it is to me. Like, where are you coming from? Or you know what it is, and and I try to find that out. I genuinely want to know. I'm not trying to. Um, me personally, I'm not trying to evangelize and make people do what I'm doing, but I right. but I feel like I should be there if people do want to know something, if they want to ask me something, if I could somehow help them. But everyone should be able to make their own decisions. Anytime you're dealing with people who are saying, nope, this is what it is. You have to believe what we're saying and what we're telling you. Otherwise, you know, you're not with us or whatever. That's definitely an indication that you have a problem. And these are people looking to enslave you or make you into their pets. And that's the problem with anyone like, who is like Like that. when Joe Biden said, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. Like, bro, you've yeah, locked up fuck? more black <laughs> people than anybody. Who the hell are you to tell me I have to I, vote I, for you? Good thing I didn't vote for him because I'm clearly not avatar. black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey, hey, I, I, I'm one percent black, so there you go. Um, but uh, I call it the the uh, Joe, uh, not the Joe Biden, the Avatar uh, theory, right? Mm-hmm. The Avatar effect, where you know an Avatar, <laughs> the blue aliens, or mm-hmm. you know being able to take advantage of until the white savior comes in, and that's basically what people like Shannon that's what he's that's the, what they see themselves as everyone has to free themselves now i don't know if anyone wants to have this conversation didn't joe biden just um you know uh what is going on here yeah didn't joe biden just sign in juneteenth or something yes yeah, yeah. did something yeah. like making it a holiday yeah now I, I, I'm not going to knock however people want to feel about it, but I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to, that we, we have no reason on the face of this planet, not just in America, to celebrate the end of slavery. There is no end of slavery. It never ends. You have to get up every well, day. It's a different and you form have, of slavery these days. You have to get up every day and fight to be free. Every day you need to get like slavery is mental. The first place that it is is mental. It's a physical thing that happens. I'm not trying, you know, don't start going, you know, Kanye West on me. But I'm telling you that the biggest the biggest component to slavery is mental. And if you think that you're free somehow, you, you get up and you don't fight. It's like my dad used to tell me, if you think you know everything, you stop learning. Well, okay. here, here's what I think about slavery. Uh, slavery still exists around the world in all different places. Uh, technically, there's more slavery now than there's ever been. And there's still yeah, slavery in the United States. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There's still slavery in the United States. So slavery is still going on in the United mm. States. And I, wanna uh, add I don't to think that's too getting, much. enough shine. And we, we need to actually look into modern day slavery and in that as well. I mean, slavery is wrong. Slavery is evil. And we need to end it. Mm-hmm. Isn't it ironic as hell that Joe Biden, who signed in the 94 crime bill, who literally is, you have to be like the patriarch of modern day slavery, is trying to gain and pander to black people by signing in Juneteenth that black people have been celebrating for forever. Like, I don't even think black people it's really asked for it to be a holiday. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I find that ironic as hell. Like, 
it's, it's just a, a switch. It's, hey, it's look just, over here and look at something doing? good I'm doing yeah, it's to distract you from all the shit I'm doing over here that, you, you know, absolutely. all the gun laws and everything exactly. are passing this way. Like, so yeah. let me appease like, the people with something they think that they, kn- they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We go to the range That's on all it always is. like with National Range Day, but mm-hmm. like I didn't give a damn. And like, I'm not going to ask for a white person to validate a black holiday. Like, it's just not. But you, my, but, like, but you call me a black holiday. Joe Biden signs it in or not. It was already a thing. What was so that? Like, that's just creating the illusion of of unity and the u- illusion that he's speaking for the minority voice. Yeah. When really right. all the other laws it's, that he's passing are just, anti-American, anti-freedom that is pretty much against all voices that you know need what? to be heard. Yeah, it's, it's, just like, it's just like when Biden was at the G7, I think it was a G7 summit that recently happened, and Boris Johnson, the prime minister of uh, England – was you know he was talking and he introduced everyone that was at the table and biden says oh you forgot about the um south african prime minister and boris johnson was like okay and the south african prime minister but i didn't forget about him i did mention him and he's reminding biden but why is biden reminding him it's virtue signaling like oh you forgot the black guy at the table did it, did you guys see this? Did did anyone see this story? No, but no, I didn't because, see that. because they because they told him to do it. Like that, like no matter if yeah, he introduced him. Joe Biden's not gonna remember. <laughs> yeah, I I have, no. I have a real hard time just believing that Joe Biden isn't just a puppet with somebody's, if not many hands up his ass. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I've I've lost a lot of faith in who our president is anyway. To me, it's just like. You know, they they all golf together. It's like it's such an illusion to me about who who's who's going to be the next president of the United States. It really doesn't matter because they're all they're all on the same team. They're all on the same mm-hmm. golf team. They're still on the the capitalist team of, you know, we're in cahoots with one another. It's just disguising mm-hmm. the people of, you know, the divide and conquer of red versus blue, you know, pro gun versus anti gun, pro abortion versus anti abortion. It's all this. Let's do what we can to divide the people. Let's use fear methods to break the people down and that's you know pretty much blind people with their own fears of what's going on in the world to mm-hmm. create you know a fight amongst our people so they can fight amongst Work themselves up. so we can yeah. come over here and do whatever the hell we want and then let's just bait them with these things that make them feel warm and fuzzy while we're over here creating you know laws to create criminals out of law-abiding citizens so it's like yeah, yeah here here you go whatever you guys want to believe it's just a puppet show is all it is yeah, it's just like um, it's, it's just like Amazon Prime, you know, putting up these big things, Black Lives Matter, all over kind of shit. And then you see, oh, here's the black movies or whatever. And then the way they treat their employees is fucked up. <laughs> they treat yeah. their employees uh, like slaves. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it's you don't need that. Every day you get up and you fight for your own freedom. That's what you're supposed to do. I don't, you know, like I'm not knocking anyone for celebrating Juneteenth or whatever. Like I, I get it. I understand, right? I personally don't. I don't even celebrate my own birthday. I don't. That's why, like, I, I, do, I don't. I celebrate Hank's birthday. I don't celebrate shit. You know, I deliberately the people around me, like Lola and the kids, I try to like acknowledge their stuff. I think you don't celebrate every day you get up and you keep working everything that you have. You have to keep working and fighting for it. Otherwise, you're not going to have it. The minute that you accept all this nonsense that someone gives you, you're putting yourself in the matrix. That's what you're doing. You're creating an illusion around yourself that you have some kind of freedom and that someone has given you something or done something for you. No one ever does that. 
Every single day you have to fight to be free. And there's white people in this country that are slaves and black people and Asian people and men and women and gay people. Everyone's going through this shit. And every day you have to get up and you have to fight for that. And you have to stop like, you know, I get it. We're human beings and we want to cry and complain about shit around us. Just get up every day and keep fighting. That's what this is about. But the thing is, well, we what? live we live in a modern day illusion of the cave. Like if you look back into what is it, uh, it was either Socrates or Plato's uh, allegory of the cave. You know, every mm-hmm. if you live in this cave, you're staring at this wall with these images being projected towards you, and everybody just gets up, lives in the cave, looks at the images projected to him, but nobody looks behind to see where those images are coming from or mm-hmm. who's projecting those images. Why? Because it's it goes against the norm, right? It's it's not what everybody else is doing. And if you do that, oh, you're the bad guy. So what happens to the guy that questions where the images are coming from? He goes and investigates and he figures it's just another person that just like him putting those images mm-hmm. against the wall. So what is the he wizard do? of Oz? He says, well, where's that? Where's that light coming from? He crawls out of the cave. Well, now it hurts his eyes because it's blinding. Well, now he realizes he's in a cave. All these people that we're talking about, they don't realize that they're living in a cave. They don't. And they're they're happy in their comfortable, little, warm, you know, slave ridden comfortability. You know, it's warm and fuzzy. Yeah. Comfort, Alicia, you're clean. a philosopher. I've man. always you, said that. You drop. Oh, yeah. Knowledge. I mean, dropping knowledge. But that's the truth. Right. Yeah. Comfort is the killer of dreams. And so what are we doing yeah. when we give people holidays yeah. and stuff like this? We validate their uh, their comfortability like, oh, this made you uncomfortable. Well, let's make you comfortable with this a little bit more. So you take more of what we feed you because we're giving you the illusion that we're on your team and we're advocating for your team. You're really not. You're just, you know, feeding me slop. You know what I mean? It's the lipstick on the pig. It's the shit burrito. It's like, here, let me just doll it up for you. It's still the same underneath. But as long as people keep unifying in their belief systems, like, oh, you you have to feel this way, too. You have to support this, too, because mm-hmm. the word racism is being thrown around right now like rice at a wedding mm-hmm. by everybody, by every by every race under the sun is because mm-hmm. if people don't like something, the platform that they get heard the most is, oh, that's racism. That's racist. So yeah. it's like now you have now you have people saying, well, you have to go with this or else we're going to ostracize you because we're going to label you this ugly thing. And if you don't want to be labeled this ugly thing, join us over here and kind of it's just a new form of conformity. That's all it is. Yeah, absolutely. You know? OK, Lola sending me messages that I, we're, we're all we're all bullying John and not letting him get any words in, which so? I, I mean, John, uh, no, I, I, I didn't, I, John I didn't is bullying that. us, damn it. John, I've never met you before. I would never bully you. Um, I would. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing, but since Devin said it, I'm going to leave it. Hey, hey, John, hey, go hey, ahead. Go hey, ahead, hey, man. Who, first of all, whose birds, Devin, who's, uh, whose birds are that? Whose birds are chirping? Yeah, I'm um, outside. <laughs> Oh, you're outside. Okay, so that's those nice. Uh, in the gangster's those, paradise, remember? Yeah, yeah. Those are those hoity-toity uh, Virginia birds chirping. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, go I ahead, John. I don't know. They have, they have doves in his um, Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I, I prefer dangerous freedom over peaceful servitude any day of the week. Mm-hmm. We all have to work hard to take the web pill, and it's, it's not it's not an easy thing to mm-hmm. wake up and realize what the reality really is. Mm-hmm. It's more comfortable to be hand coddled but at the end do you really want to live in a world where you know you live in an illusion where you actually don't have freedom or would you rather take trade all your days for the one day in your freedom yeah 
Uh, but see, that's the thing. That's the bad part is if you really <laughs> ask people, mm-hmm. they do want to live in the illusion. They want to live. Not me. In, I'm like Kendrick. Oh, is it Kendrick Lamar? Fed, I want the, the stretch marks. Pig. I want to see some stretch marks. Yeah. I'm tired of go. the Photoshop. <laughs> you know, I want to see the yep. real. In the world, I, I want to see the real deal. Check the neck. John dropped some knowledge and we totally destroyed it. Of the, world. the only thing we look at is your hands and your Adam's apple to see if you have one because oh boy. <laughs> you could be in any part of that transition. Um, okay, that's true. Why did, why did we all go blurry but you, Hank? Um, I don't know. I don't know what's up with you guys. I'm good. Everything's good over here. I don't know why you guys. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's the software or something doing something. Okay, listen. We hit the nine o'clock hour. We hit the wall. This was actually like I didn't even notice time going by here. This was awesome. I'm glad John joined. Uh, Alicia is gangster. She's like a gangster philosopher, you know. Um, and of course, Devin. It's never boring having a conversation with Devin ever. Um, Hey, so, L, I, I want to say, Kevin, I, I need to talk to you, see if you want to shoot a commercial on Saturday for, for something. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Lola um, says do. we're killing her. Okay, listen, here's <laughs> what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do, everyone. This is what we're going to do here. We're going to go around the clock. We'll start with John Crump since he came in here last. John Crump, tell the people, um, you know, where can they where can they find your social media? How can they support you, talk to you, etc.? Uh, if you want to talk French to me, work, no, chronicles no, uh, <laughs> I, I don't, uh, I, I, you, what you, what you guys need to do is you need to go buy stuff on black salon tactical. That would, that would really rock. And that would really gang, help me out all the money and security. Um, <laughs> oh boy. but yeah, so, so that's uh-huh. really cool. You can get the flying rich collection over there right now. Uh, uh-huh. the ri- original Florida man. Uh, real John Crump on Instagram, Crumpy.com, but basically you can go and find everywhere else. I do live streams almost every day, and I have a news channel, and I break a lot of news at Amarillion.com, and uh, I see 2AEDU out there, one of the smartest guys on YouTube. Everybody, yeah. Instead of checking me out, go check out 2AEDU. Yeah, shout out to 2AEDU. When are we, Lola is somewhere in the chat, when the hell are we getting 2AEDU on the show so we can actually get some viewers? Like that's one dude that gets when he goes live, he gets some views, man. Jesus. Yeah, we you need some, like we need some like of that mojo. Hundreds. Yeah, uh, we need some of that oh, mojo. And, uh, Go ahead. And in about an hour, I will be on uh, CRS Firearms. Oh, okay. So you're not planning on sleeping anytime soon. Um, I know. I I I slept. I don't need to sleep for another couple months. Yes. Okay. Lola. Yes. So let's go to Alicia. Uh, the boomstick, boomstick, babe. It was, it was fun. Hey, you, you, you were awesome on the show. We have to listen. You could come on here whenever you want to. I'll be happy. To I love have you guys. You guys are so great to me. To. Yes. So tell, tell everyone out there how they can support you. I hope people do uh, support that organization that you were talking about. Tell folks about that. How can they find out more? How can they support you? Help give you some money or do anything else that you need. To Send me all your that. money. Um, my name is Alicia Garcia. You can uh, at me at on IG. I think it's the Boomstick Babe. On there, I also have. Um, you can email me if you're old school. Alicia at boomstickbabe.com. I have a website, highestcaliber.org, that is really needing to get updated, but it's put together now with hopes to change some language on there because the person that I had uh, helping me really wasn't into the gun language. Um, I also have an IG at highestcaliber.org. And, uh, yeah, support me. Check it out. I will get 
uh, some links up for donations going on here uh, shortly, probably in the next 48 hours. Okay. Do you want, before we go, we're going to go to Devin here in a second. Do you want anyone to go to your, uh, to your IG, the boomstick babe? Yeah, sure. Oh, okay. Didn't I say that? Yeah. At okay. The boomstick uh, yeah. Babe here IG. you go. I'm showing yeah, yeah. it. That's if you want to. If you want a bunch of people to go to it, here, I'm going to play this video right here, which is on there. Right oh, here. gosh. This is what Alicia mean. does when it's hot in Colorado, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> I mean, Lola's got, I'm going to get in so much trouble with Lola for that one. <laughs> you know, there's very things that embarrass me right now, and I just got super embarrassed. And there's going to be a whole bunch of dudes over here going over to check out the boomstick, babe. No thirst trapping. No thirst trapping, yeah. y'all. Um, Yes, I, I don't think Devin's going to have anything like that for you guys out there, but Devin, Trenchwork Chronicles. <laughs> where oh, can, Give where, us some magic oh, mic, where, Miss D. Where can people, wow. where can people That's go? That's funny. Um, all platforms, Trenchwork Chronicles. If you Google Trenchwork Chronicles, I'm the only thing that comes up. Um yeah, I'm gonna that, show. I'm gonna show. I'm gonna show your IG. Uh, which one? What do you have like that on here, Trenchwork Chronicles? Oh, yeah. oh here you go. Um, here's some sexy. Here's some sexy uh, dudes, dudish, dudishness going on right here. You know? Hey. This is the domination stance right here from from Devin right there. That was the mission mission accomplished stance. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. That was the last day of training. Learned, and uh, yeah, that was when I was like, okay, I can breathe now. Yeah, yeah that, um, that's for that's for so that you know we did that we, we did that to Alicia, and now we showed a crotch <laughs> shot of you for everyone listening on audio, of Devin. So it's there's two equal and and equal opportunity crotch shots showing up on the Hank Strange situation. <laughs> that's how we do it around here. Okay, uh, De Devin's not Hank done. Is not <laughs> Devin's not I done. Um, <laughs> wow, this. <laughs> Def definitely, definitely follow me on Instagram. That's where you're going to find all the interesting stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And you can also support our outreach program at Kids to Kings. Go mm -hmm. to that IG page. You can see what we're about. And you can hit the link in that bio and support us financially because, honestly, that's what we all need right now. Um, we're trying to get into these schools so we can help these kids and, uh, yeah, turn them to kings. So, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I hope I hope oh, you folks and you can also buy these shirts. Truth is new hate speech at uh airlife.com. That links in one of my bios too. Okay, yeah. sweet, sweet. I hope you shit. I hope you guys support Devin also in his efforts, you know. Um I I I personally would appreciate everyone doing that as well as supporting all of these guys. I want to thank everyone, including uh, you folks out there who are listening to this, the people who are smashing the thumbs ups, all of that. I do want to thank Franklin Armory. Um, we we are going to go to the end and and then uh, come back here. But, you know, I, you know, really, really, I do appreciate all of you guys coming on the show, making it a fun show. Um, I'm always trying to show people that we can have fun, talk about serious things and do all of that wrapped up in one so i hope you guys appreciated that now go For check sure. out Trenchwork chronicles okay out there um uh, john crump has like a, a kajillion different things going on that i can't even freaking remember all of the things that he has yeah. going on check that out i hope yeah, he calls me a jamaican yeah yeah you know you're white jamaican there's white jamaicans out there that that uh talk in patois and all of that no idea what that means yeah. So in other words, there's there's like white people that say, "Hey, mom, what the go on?" They talk like that. They they're they're actual Jamaicans. They were born there and they talk that way. Listen. <laughs> All right, listen. Here's what I want. Here's what I want. 
I would like to see Alicia on Trenchworks and on John Crump stuff and you guys all doing things. I'm not trying to put pressure, but it would be awesome if the love gets shared here and you guys give a platform to Alicia as well as Absolutely. the folks out there listen to you guys and give you all a platform as well. Uh, there's a really good interview with me on Trenchwork Chronicles that no one else has out there, right, Devin? Am I am I making no it up? one, no yes. one else? Yes. <laughs> I'm just saying, like I've I've heard from other people that I'm like the best interview. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Specifically, I Kevin good. Dixie's giving me that. But yeah, yeah, yeah I think you're pretty good. I like to ask. I like <laughs> to ask you know, the question. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. he really cares. Think, he really cares. Yeah. Yeah. I like to listen to the stories. I'm a story guy, and your story is fucking crazy. <laughs> Yes. So if you're interested in that, go check that out. Trenchwork Chronicles. Uh, Crump doesn't even know when, it, you know, I've been on his show. He doesn't care about me. He's always just telling me about Black Swan Tactical. Uh, I'm, just, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's good. <laughs> OK, listen, we're going to go. We're going to I'm going to run in the end. Everyone stay right there. We're going to come back. Alicia is going to give us the words of wisdom. We're not going to be here tomorrow. I have a whole bunch of different things going on this weekend. So I need some time to like catch up to stuff that has to happen on the weekend. But uh, we're, we're almost out of here. So I'm going to run in the end. We're going to come back. Alicia is going to drop words of wisdom on us. Let's do it right now. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, I appreciate everyone out there listening, smashing the thumbs up, sharing this, all that kind of good stuff. We're going to rip out the audio from this, throw it up on iTunes and all your favorite places to listen to your audio podcast from. Alicia, the boomstick babe. That's where you guys need to go check out, especially if you're listening on audio. If you want to see what we were, what we, what we also saw over here, you're going to have to go to that on IG. Hit us with your words of wisdom. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> uh, words of wisdom. Leave things better than you found it. Talk to your elders. Get involved in your community. Put your phones down. Pick up some books. Um, be a better person, man. Be good to each other. Love each hey, other. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate all you guys for coming on. I'll see everyone next week. We're out of here. Peace.